Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with the... Uh, titillating, tenacious Tyler Dean. How we doing? Yeah, it's a fun week. We're, we're recording a little later this week. We're on a Friday. Decided to make it a Friday this time. Got a lot going on. A little bit of a move. Yeah, you do. Well, yeah, I do. We had, we had a move. We had a, a studio move. I mean, that's that's a big deal. So we, we've got kind of our makeshift studio going on here, which is fine. Just fine. We'll make it through. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, at least you choose the... Uh not busy time of the year to have something going on. Like I'm going to have the biggest thing ever going on in my life here. Great <laughs> playoff time right near the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, you're going to be I mean, babies. Baby on the way. Babies. It's going to be exciting. You're, you're um, going to be a dad for the first time. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for Aaron over there. I mean, you guys are going to have a good time. Yeah, I think I'm making an audible and naming him Lamar. I don't think that'll fly. Uh no. No, I don't. I don't think it'll go. That, that happens, and you and you randomly see it in, in the news that I, I've, I've randomly been murdered and chopped into pieces. Yeah, like I could see you like, was like I could see you like cackling as you're like filling out the birth certificate without her knowing. Like, uh. and that's the day I find out that she's the, that she's got a hidden talent of knife throwing. <laughs> she's um, reaches for the scalpel and just chucks it. If I know her, she's not going to play that game. She's just not. I know she's going to be like, what the hell is your problem? And, uh, yeah, you'll be in trouble. Well, the good thing is she wants drugs, so she'll be, she'll be out. <laughs> As you're filling like, shit out. It's like, darn, you, uh, oh, so you want to go through the process of having to change this, or are we just going to deal with it? No. Uh, and that actually costs money to get yes. it changed. Oh, jeez. Well, I, I'm sure Lamar Jackson would be happy, but uh, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he probably wouldn't give a shit. Now, well, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of a, a kind of an honor, you know, having somebody. Oh, a random guy in Michigan names him after me. Yeah. That's kind of that's a super fan right there. You're yeah, he's up. He's proved me wrong. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, we got uh, week eight scores coming up here in just a second. We we've got a news. We we hit the trade deadline this past week on Tuesday, so uh, we had we had a few extracurricular last minute trades. We got some injuries. Guys hitting IR. Name guys hitting IR, um, including somebody very familiar to you. Um, I got a, I got a conspiracy theory in this one. We'll, we'll get there and you get to that point. I, I think I know what the conspiracy theory is, and I also think that that um, I'm going to give you my idea of what exactly is ha- actually actually happening there. Yeah, I got a I got a I got a interesting uh, yeah opinion on that. But we've got um, some stuff to get down to before we we jump into all that business. So uh, Tyler, let's get into it. Week eight. Here are your scores. In the NFL, starting with the Thursday night football game, we got Vikings and Redskins. Vikings top the Redskins 19-9, a much closer game yeah, than bit, I expected. A bit, a bit of a nail-biter there for you. Not really a nail-biter. I knew the Vikings had it under control. It just it wasn't the um, the type of game that I've, I've come to expect. The Redskins defense, though, as I looked at it, the Redskins defense actually hasn't been bad all year. Um, so I, I wasn't exactly losing my mind about it. They haven't given up big points. The Redskins have played in some tight games against some good teams. The game was a one-score game, and it still, it still makes you nervous. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs had uh, 140 yards on the, uh, 147 on the day, I believe. He had one of the uh, larger uh, uh, days for the, any receiver in the league, uh, and he tops 140 yards for the 
third game in a row. He's, big, he's having a very, very uh, explosive last few weeks. Big games for Stefan Diggs. He's looking like a monster. And also in this game, it's worth noting, Adrian Peterson, he did uh, move up on that all-time rushers list. I think he's, what, number six now, isn't he? He's catching up with Curtis Martin. Something like that. Yeah, I believe so. He, he gets 76 yards on the day. It's kind of a cool thing seeing Adrian Peterson do it in Minnesota where y'all, he got his start, you know. I mean, it, it's kind of a, a cool deal. I um, hear his kids were not in attendance. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's rough. It's, they're cold, man. Anyway, uh, Vikings top of Redskins 19-9 advanced to 6-2. to two. Redskins 1-7. Vikings still one game back in that NFC North with a tough matchup coming up in KC. The Redskins, on the other hand, uh, we're going to have some fun with, with their quarterback stuff going on here pretty shortly. Um, next up, you got the Seahawks and the Falcons. Seahawks top them 27-20. Uh, Seahawks go to 6-2. and two. Falcons drop to 1-7. and seven. The Seahawks are 4-0 on the road to begin the season for the first time since 1980. He's a Pete. Was that Largent was around then at that I point? So. I think he was around. Um, it, it's just another rough game for, for the Falcons. Matt Schaub was starting at quarterback due to the injury for uh, um, Matt Ryan. And actually, Schaub performed very well. 39 for 52, 460, a touchdown. Couldn't get yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, but yeah, the, 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 Matt Ryan's always good to get in the end zone, so that's what really hurt him there. But the offense kept up. But we, we got to no see... No sixes. I, I remember Matt Schaub being... Very productive in Houston, and I remember him prematurely getting dumped from Houston after one bad season. And, uh, you know, he, he got dumped from Houston, got picked up by the Falcons. He's been a backup ever since, but Matt Schaub's a good quarterback. He's a gunslinger. He spent a year in Baltimore as a backup for one yeah, season, yeah. And, and went to Atlanta has been there ever since. Yeah, I, I, I like Matt Schaub. I've always liked Matt Schaub, and, and I'm surprised that, that uh, he's still a backup in this league when he can be a starter, I, and a successful one at that if he gets put in the right I, right I don't spot. think at this point he can consistently. I think the spot starts for sure. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. He, he had a chance to start. Uh, he, I believe he started for it wasn't Denver. Somebody went to another team in his, in his first game through two pick sixes right after. So but he's uh, uh, the question for me comes in where I say, if at, at this stage of the game, if you're say for example the Chicago Bears, are you looking at Matt Schaub right now and going, huh? No. You know, I mean, especially with how poorly Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky has, has performed. There's still there's still more upside in Trubisky just just because he's a younger quarterback and Schaub's on borrowed time in this league. I don't know that there's upside for Trubisky anymore, but I digress. Next up, but to, to but back to counteracting, you said um, you you were upset with Houston for throwing away um, shot for one bad season. This is Trubisky's one bad season. I don't have an opportunity to make it up. Uh, God, I don't know that Trubisky can be. I don't think he can throw the ball accurately. But and, I mean, I, I'm pretty out. sure they've already won one more games this year than, than Shab did in that last season. Yeah, so. yeah, probably. Um, next up, you got the Eagles and the Bills. Eagles 31-13 over the Bills. Eagles go to 4-4. Four four. Bills take their second loss of the season, drop to 5-2. Um, Eagles had 218 rush yards in this game. It was the most since week 13 of 2004 uh, for them. They had a, a very productive game on the ground. Uh, Carson Wentz only 172 yards through the air, but he gets it done, gets it in the end zone one time, doesn't throw any picks. He was 17 for 24 on the day, which isn't actually a, a bad uh, a day throwing the football. But Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders all getting it done, uh, both guys getting the end zone. Uh, Miles Sanders had, had just big plays here, three carries for 74 yards and a touchdown, a 24-yard average on that. Yeah, this is Bill's um, worst uh, defensive performance of the of the year so far, it kind of surprises me that it, they did so poorly this week. And not that um, Josh Allen played 
terrible, but the the um the, the Chiefs um defense stepped up and, and made it and made it Eagles mistakes. Did I say Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. playing the back of my head and like Yep, that's the sound like. so um, Josh, yeah, the Eagles defense um, made Josh Allen not not make mistakes, but um um forced on the ball. You can see it in his in his completion percentage, it just wasn't there. Yeah, sixteen for thirty four. He didn't he, but I mean at the same time for me looking at Josh Allen's numbers throughout the, the last two years here. This is a Josh Allen performance. This is what I've grown to expect from him. Not a ton of accuracy. He gets some, some good passes off here and there. It's very reminiscent of Lamar from last year. Yeah. You know, where, where he was making, you'd be like, oh, well, that's a nice little surprise. He completed a deep ball. You know, like, and you get a little excited. Oh, he completed a pass for more than 20 yards. Ooh. And I, I think the big difference is, um, obviously, Lamar's starting to get more yards and more accuracy, but... Lamar is um, far more accurate. Yeah. I mean, wow. But the other thing is, um, on the run plays, Lamar um, is far more explosive, too, and, yeah. and, and bring those runs out. Yeah. Josh Allen, he, he does he's, have a lot he's of He's good. He, he's, he's a very good um, running quarterback. I, I just think you're, you're talking good versus... I'm going to use the word great. I, I wouldn't say great. Maybe above average. Average versus above but average. I, I, the, re, the reason I'm using great just in the short term is because of just all the records that Lamar's already broken. And, right. And arguably, you count the games, he's just now reached a 16-game season just about. Right. Yeah, it's a, he's playing well. Um, and speaking of running quarterbacks, uh, the Bears drop one to the Chargers, a heartbreaker. Uh, Seventeen to sixteen, Chargers uh, advance to three and five. Finally, getting that third win, the Bears drop to three and four. I said at the beginning of the season. Now, also, the Chargers had two hundred thirty-one yards of total offense. It's the fewest in a win since two thousand and twelve for them. Uh, but I said at the beginning of the year that I expected the Chicago Bears to regress. And a lot of people shook their head. I think you agreed with me, though. I believe you did. No, I, I disagree. I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat that one. I um the big because the big regression you talked about was the run game, and um, and that's one thing that it has taken a hit. It, it has um, taken a hit. Now, what? I mean, we did see this past week, David Montgomery come alive for yep. the first time, for the really really the first time in in his young NFL career. We got to see Montgomery um, kind of doing what he's doing. Um, he had a big day, but. I mean, Chicago regresses. They're sitting at the, in the in the cellar right now. They're they're basically well, sharing time. It's going to be a good division, but but still, they're sharing um, time with the Lions right now. And uh, but the one thing I did call though, and that that part is coming to fruition, which kind of surprised me that I said they wouldn't regress, mm-hmm. but and it'd be due to this thing happening, and both have happened. So what's that? Um, I said that um, Allen Robinson is going to come around and, and become the number one they need there, and he has. Yep, he's really come around. Mm-hmm. But there's other pieces missing. He's the, really the only receiver that's capable right now. Which is surprising because they have good receivers. You have Miller over there. And then Gabriel. Gabriel. You, you have good receivers, and, and these are guys that have been, been career number twos and threes that have put up good numbers. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel has put up, I mean, mm-hmm. throughout his career, he has put up good number two numbers. And so you, you can't, especially in Atlanta. So, I mean, I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is kind of an interesting situation, seeing the Bears, and, and the kicker about this loss here, <laughs> you know, and I, I use that, and yes, there is pun intended there, the kicker about that loss is the doink that they came sh- off of the misfield and, and that's what I was going to defend the Bears here, is they should have won this game. This, this game been was won, yeah. but they had a single dunk. Yeah. Not a double dunk. It wasn't a double dunk. It was, it was it, we'll just call it the dunk that came off of off the, the field goal there, uh, I mean, it's got to be rough. It's got to be rough having kickers that accurate that they can hit the post that often. 
Um, I'm maybe, telling you, the fans need to bring in just a paper mache on large posts to put this in. <laughs> just do it that way. Here, kick it here. Um, next up, you got the Lions and the Giants. The Lions uh, pull this one out, 31-26. It gets a little nerve-wracking at the end there. Um, the Giants put in a touchdown. They had two minutes left. They do the onside kick. Almost get the onside kick. They didn't kick it far enough. Yeah, it didn't go far enough, though. Well, it, 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 yeah. it did, but then it tinkled out of Oh, yeah, that's there, right. Yeah. Um, but um, they... I mean, it, and it, Lions pretty. They had this game in control. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to an onside kick, that you have to have to have a chance to score. Right. It's mostly in the bag. Um, but it was one of those games because of, and it's one of it's, it's Daniel Jones is hit or miss. Yeah, and you really become a good is. team, you got to be more hit than miss. And right now, it, it's really a flip of a coin. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones. I I like what he's doing. First year in the league. Um, the Giants don't have much on this team. Let's let's just face that fact. I mean, you got outside of Saquon. And and every now and then, some good play from from uh, uh, you know your receivers and, and you got Evan Ingram hanging around there. Who's and let's face it, Evan Ingram. I think he's a great tight end. I uh, he or could be, but Evan Ingram is also hit or miss in this league. Where where he he has sometimes really big games, but he's had trouble with drops in the past. Um, he's a good vertical threat type of, of tight end. And uh, well, I'm gonna go as far as saying um, every tight end. Is kind of underperforming this year. Um, a lot of them like, are. If yeah. you look at the tight end list, it's if the um, top ten isn't isn't huge. They're not putting up huge numbers right now. I think one or two of them are on, on top of everybody, but for the most part, everyone's kind of lower. Zach Ertz, who's having a terrible year, is still a ninth ranked tight end. Wow. Well, that's that's why. I'm gonna pull it up while you're still the, the last time that you saw tight ends perform like that in this league. You know, was I mean the Hernandez Gronk combo that was going on in in New England. You know, pre murder. The number one tight end in the league is uh, and is is, uh, is Hooper, who's got 591 yards and five touchdowns. Wow, I'm actually surprised by that because Austin Hooper, I mean, he's a yeah. good tight end, but you don't hear about him very yeah. often. Most yards is uh, Kelsey with 604, but he's only got two touchdowns. Yeah, but Kelsey's great. He's yeah. a great it, tight end. But even that's so uh, less year for Kelsey, right? Right. You know, and I think it's worth noting. You know, you Daniel Jones. He still was putting up good numbers in this game. He was still getting it done. Oh, was, sure. You know, and, and Matt Stafford, I mean, he just, that what, what, really what it came down to is Matt Stafford equaled him. I mean, that's that's what you got out of this game. He equaled him. He equaled him and he's got the better talent. Yeah. And, and which turns into you're going to get the W. Right. Um, but the, the Stafford right now, seven touchdowns in the past two games, I think that's that's worth uh, noting. He's, he's been playing really good football lately. Um, just a uh, uh, nerve-wracking opponent to go up against. I dread actually having to face the Lions twice a year because when Matt Stafford's on, Matt Stafford's on. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people in this town, you know, we're, we're, we're from Detroit. We're a couple of guys that aren't Lions fans. But when, it, when the rubber hits the road, I know Matt Stafford can perform. And a lot of Lions fans out there call for his head unwarranted. You know, it's completely unwarranted. Um, but Stafford coming alive here, and he's getting it done. Stafford's kind of, is, is, is a lot like is like like your boy Cousins. And Cousins either on on or he can be um, hot from oh. um, um, freezing cold too. Right, and at the, at the end of last year, Stafford was terrible. But but right now, Matt Stafford, he's been having one of his best seasons um, under center, and, and it's it's really uh, even though I'm not a Lions fan and I don't like to see it, it's still fun to watch because he's he's just doing so well. 
So, I mean, it, it gets pretty exciting there. Um, next up, you got uh, Texans and Raiders. Texans beat the Raiders 27-24 to Sean Watson. He has the second most passing touchdowns in Texans history. Um, okay, so how good was Shop again? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, well, I, I, apparently it wasn't that good, but Deshaun Watson. That's right, no, it was, it was uh, sarcastic. Yeah, I, but I mean, Deshaun Watson, he's still um, doing what he does. Um, I, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's he's probably one of the, the best quarterbacks in this league, and he's probably one of the guys that, that is quietly becoming the future of this league. At this point, I could see him. Definitely. In, I could see him in Super Bowls. That's that's the level it's getting to. I could see Deshaun Watson in Super Bowls, and uh, that's exciting to me. Uh, Derek Carr had himself, still had himself a good game. This one was a tight one. Um, Houston come. It was really, and it was a comeback win for Houston. Uh, they they were down in this game, scored 14 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win. Uh, Tyrell Williams. For the for the uh, uh, Raiders getting it done, Hunter Renfro, and and that's a guy that's kind of an unsung hero too. You know, we we've been seeing the Raiders consistently get production from like random sources. Um, one week, this week it was Hunter Renfro. Like, when's the last time we heard anything about Hunter Renfro? Um, Darren Waller a few weeks back. I mean, we, we, we I was like, who the hell is this Darren Waller kid? But Darren Waller still getting the end zone. <clears throat> yeah, he got in the end zone this week. In spite of only having two catches for 11 yards, he still got in the end zone. Tyrell Williams. those targets. Yeah. They're two, watching him. Yeah, two targets. Uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Eight targets, yeah. two receptions. Tyrell Williams, three receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. This first One of the first big games we've heard about from Tyrell Williams. So you're getting some production from strange places in Houston, which which is kind of cool. Or I'm sorry, in uh, Oakland rather, which is cool. Houston, the usuals. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 11, set, or 11 receptions, 109 yards. Darren Fells actually got in the end zone twice in this game. Picking up for that for uh, four being out. Yep. So I mean, you're you're getting some some sort of production, and it's cool to see them getting guys like Darren Fells involved over there in Houston. In 90 games, Matt Schaub had 124 touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. In 31 games, um, Watson's already halfway there. Wow. At 61. Wow. we got to remember this franchise is a little young. You know, they, True. They, they, it's still a pretty young franchise. I mean, it's not like, you know, the Steelers dynasty that's been around since, you know, God knows when. You know, it's it's still a young franchise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I mean, they've been around, what, 20 years? Is it even in that one? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought they came around in, like, 99. Um, I thought it was 0-2. And it might be. But the Texans, um, 27-24, the Raiders. 0-2. Ne- yeah, 0-2. Uh, next you got uh, Jags over the Jets, 29-15. Jets fall to 1-6. Jags go to 4-4. Gardner Minshew, three passing touchdowns. And that's the most for a rookie quarterback in Jaguars history, which is good. Gardner Minshew getting it done, doing what he does. Um, also seemingly hit or miss at times. Yeah, you know. He, he- seems more a hit. Than miss lately. Yep. But the last couple weeks, it has been quiet. He's been a game managing type of quarterback. Let's just face that fact. Mm-hmm. He has been. Right. But, I mean, you got Leonard Fournette, who's, who's playing hot right now. Ride him. But Gardner Minshew is a or fifth round, sixth round guy that that got got picked up. I mean, he's he's really nothing to write home about. You you wouldn't expect him to be a starter. Russell Wilson. Yeah, but here he comes, Gardner Minshew, and I believe right now that Gardner Minshew is the future. Of that franchise, I, I, oh, believe I agree. He is. I believe firmly that he is. Um, That'd be a big miss. Actually, you know what? I, I hope. I hope they put Foles back in. 
because that'll be the the proof proof they need that he's not their guy. Yep, and and I think I don't think Foles is the right. They, guy. We, we, they're gonna bring him back in. He's gonna lose three straight. And they're like, oh crap. Yeah, we need Gardner back, in here. and people are gonna start calling for Gardner Minshew, and that's okay. And, and Foles can get a taste of his own medicine, and and what yeah. went on with him and Carson Wentz back in Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's gonna happen. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, <clears throat> next up, you got the uh, Rams and the Bengals. Rams 24 to 10 over the Bengals. The Bengals continue to be in a world of suck. And Rams them um, getting back on track. Yeah, Rams are starting to get back on track. Andy Dalton, I mean, playing for his life. He gets benched. Yeah, it's um, gone now. Yeah, he's been playing for his life. He went 32 for 52, 329 and a touchdown. My my question comes in: When are the Bengals going to realize that Andy Dalton is not the problem? You know, he's not. Because he's not. He's not the problem. He's never been the problem over there in Cincinnati. Um, Andy Dalton's been playing well. And and he's been playing well, but he doesn't have anything. He just doesn't have anything. Let's just face it. And let's keep in mind, everyone always says, oh, the Bengals have made the playoffs, but they've never won a playoff game. Like, let's also keep in mind that Andy Dalton hasn't played in almost all his playoff games. Right. And he gets hurt right the last minute. Right. I mean, but look at the, the players he's got. Okay, you, you have one good player that's really worth anything, and then you got this Alex Erickson. You got Tyler Eifert, who's good. Who's you good, got, but can't stay healthy. You got Tyler Boyd, who's, who's great. Who, he, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's great. He's good. But the problem with Tyler Boyd is he's so hit or miss. You got Auden Tate, who? Giovanni Bernard, who? Joe Mixon, who's been underperforming. CJ Uzoma. I mean, like, it's like a who's who of, like, you uh, see uh, what, Andy, what AJ Green said. I don't know if you haven't seen your stuff, but. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about that yeah. shortly. We do have it in the, the thing. Yeah, but... might as well get to it now that I mentioned yeah. his name. Um, AJ Green's going out there saying to, to Bengals leadership. <clears throat> Don't tag me. Yeah, don't tag me. He, he and said, the way, and the way this team's going, I don't blame him. Well, he said, don't tag me, but he said, give me a long-term deal or get rid of me. And, and, and you know, if, if he gets, I wouldn't put it past the Bengals' brass to send him out the door. You're not going to tag a guy like A.J. Green right now because the guy is, has been hurt constantly. He's always and hurt. Even, ignore, even ignoring that part, though, we got to remember this is a team that's basically in rebuild. Yeah. And you're not going to rebuild around guys with 31 right now. Right. So by the time that you're going to be good again, you're, you're wasting your money on A.J. Green. Yeah, I, I think it's a waste of time, a waste of money. You should have traded him last week. Yeah, that would have been smart. You know, so, but here you are, A.J. Green, you know, why? You know, I send him send him to free agency and let him go. It's looking like right now like you, the Bengals and the Dolphins are going to be having that, that pissing match for the number one pick. Skins are there too, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, the skins are there, but the skins I, can, I think they'll be able to pull out a game or two. I think they're capable, even though even with the quarterback situation. Now you got the Bengals benching Andy Dalton for seemingly no reason at all. Um, no one ten. No one eight. See, it just it's probably but, it, but it's Andy Dalton who's not the problem. That's the issue I'm having with this. Andy Dalton is not the problem on this football team. Um, next, uh, and, one, and also I want to talk about Cooper Cup, 220 yards. It's the most by a Rams player since 1997. I'm, I'm just saying, 0-8, o- o- um, better quarterbacks have gotten benched for less. Yeah, yeah. Eli I, being the big example. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, and, and, you and know, I think Eli and Dalton on the same page, same level as, as, as talent. And Eli, who's got a lot more accolades, got benched for less. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, o- o- 0-8 is a hard one to swallow if you're the GM. Uh, and, and the guy that, that started kind of digging himself out of the cellar there, Jared Goff, he wasn't the most accurate this week, but 
he put up some good yardage, was making some accurate accurate throws, deep throws. Um, he had two touchdowns on the day. Jared Goff bringing his team back out of the cellar. The rushing game still hasn't gotten going. Daryl Henderson, Todd Gurley. No, they both, had, they both had good game. But we knew in the beginning of the season, um, Gurley was not going to get a full full load because right now he just can't handle it. Hey, I, I don't so think, every week they're going to have two, two backs. I don't think Gurley's going to be able to handle it in general. I think Todd Gurley is just going to be but he's going down the, down the crapper. Well, he, I mean, his, his knee's basically broken. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't. It was a waste of a contract at that point. Um, next up... Well, they, they didn't know about the injury at that point, though. Well, still, it's still I, a waste he, of a contract. He was blowing up before that. It was a waste of a contract. He's, he really... He, in hindsight. I, I think he was overrated from the get, and, and I think that... And at 100%, he's the best back in the league. I disagree with that. Best average, um, best everything. Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think he is not the best back in the league, even he, at 100%. He was putting up um, McCaffrey numbers every week, just about. I think he's overrated. I think he's an overrated bum. Yeah, it's easy to say that in hindsight. I thought he was an overrated bum from the get. And he proved you wrong. I, he didn't every season wrong. he played, except, the, except that one, he was, like, he was a stud. He didn't prove me wrong. He was a, he proved that he was a, an overglorified change of pace back, just like I said. So is McCaffrey an overglorified change of pace guy? McCaffrey's actually taking handoffs from the backfield. So, so it was early. Barely. I, I, I bet. I bet. I bet. Gurley. Gurley had more um, carries than McCaffrey has over the same time period. I disagree with that too. I think McCaffrey's got a ton right now. He's he's been getting 29, 30 carries per. Now next up we got the Saints and the Cardinals. Saints 31, Cardinals nine. Saints move up to seven and one. Cardinals three, four and one. So one thing I want to mention about this game is that everybody is giving. Kyler Murray, a lot of love for this game and saying, oh, he did so well against the Saints. And here we are, Kyler Murray. He was 19 for 33, 220 yards, no touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick in the game. But 19 for 33, 220 yards. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, everybody was, was exclaiming how, how Kyler Murray was playing such good football and how he's so good and so great. I don't know that he really was so good and so great. I mean, I understand Kyler Murray, is, he's won three in a row. He's been beating some teams he's supposed to be, and that's all good. But Kyler Murray has just been kind of meh because he, and, and it's, not, it's not entirely his fault. He doesn't have the weapons. I mean, am I wrong? He, he doesn't. Larry Fitzgerald, meh. Ghost of. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, you know, the old man. Is that he's beat up. He's tired. So you're wrong in that one. He said he's been having one of the best seasons. Yeah, I you know, I, I threw that prediction out there. I, I think hoping. I think I went too far though. I was hoping. I think I went too far in mind saying he have, he'd have his worst year ever. Yeah, I he hasn't had his worst yeah, year. Yeah, it's not his worst, but But he he did only get two catches for eight yards in this game. So just throwing that out there. Christian Kirk has actually been having a better year than we, we uh, had expected though. But I mean, you know, Kyler Murray, eh. He's been okay. I, I mean, am I going to say he's been bad? No. Once he gets more weapons, I'm sure he'll be fine. He needs more of an O-line. But uh, everybody's been giving him way too much love. In the meantime, on the other side, Drew Brees comes back, and uh, Latavius Murray gets four scrimmage touchdowns in the last two games and, and you know, just rocks the world. Um, Drew Brees puts up 379 yards in this game, uh, coming off the hand injury there. And, and the Saints pick up, what was it, their sixth or seventh in a row now? I mean... Yeah, lot, lots of wins. And so. yeah, Breeze is back. He's getting the job done now. Yep, nice. so, healthy I mean, and ready to rock. And, and you got to be pleased with the with how Teddy Bridgewater played in the absence of Drew Breeze in this situation. 
you got to be pleased with the fact that that they they really didn't lose a step with Teddy Bridgewater. No, and that you're looking at potentially, you know, the the best team in the league right now. I think New Orleans Saints. I, I would tend to think they have probably. You know, we always talk about depth. That's one thing we always talk about. Oh, they need the depth. They need the depth. If you're talking depth right now, a quarterback, especially Yo. a quarterback, you're talking about the New Orleans Saints. Definitely. There's no team with better depth than quarterback right now because Teddy Bridgewater is getting it done. Drew Brees is getting it done. It doesn't matter which one of them it is. It's become scary. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, next up, you got the Titans and the Bucks. Titans 27, Bucks 23. Titans fall to four and four. Buccaneers go to two and five. Mike Evans passes James Wilder for the most receptions in Tampa Bay history. Um, the Bucks, I, you know, for as good of a receiver as a guy like Mike Evans is, who put up outrageous numbers, and for as good of a receiver as Chris Godwin is, who put up outrageous numbers this year, for a guy like Jameis Winston to be sitting back there throwing for under 50% completion percentage, he goes 21 for 43, 301 yards, two touchdowns, 198 of those 301 yards went to Mike Evans. Um, I, I think it's safe to say in Tampa Bay that the numbers that Jameis Winston is putting up at all, like the big numbers, are either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin's doing. For sure. You know, and I think it's safe to say that the Buccaneers, uh, they need to move on from Jameis. It's time. He's, he's got the numbers, but, his, but the percentage just has been always been awful week to week to week. Twenty-one for forty-three. Terrible. That's awful. So at one point, do you start pointing the finger at Jameis Winston and saying, you're the problem? Or the quarterback issue in general. I mean, we, we've been talking about the Buccaneers' quarterback woes for two years now. And Winston's always the center of it. Right. I mean, last year was, you know, they had Fitzpatrick and him having this, this pissing match over who was going to be the starter. Here we are, Jameis Winston not getting it done again. And if you're the Bucks, are you in the market for a quarterback at this point? Absolutely. I mean, are you talking about drafting one? They can get one. I mean, Tua's going to be out there. Herbert's going to be out there. Okay. One one goes to Miami. Yep. One goes to Cincinnati. Yep. Well, yeah, probably. If you're benching Dalton, you're, you're moving on from Dalton. Are they taking it? If, if you're the Buccaneers, are you looking at Andy Dalton? Are you looking to make that move? Maybe you are. Maybe you're looking at Mariota. Ugh. I don't know what Mariota would pay him. He's better than, he's better than Winston. Mm, yeah, probably. Maybe you're looking at Bridgewater. Is he in one year? I, I thought he got an extension. But I, I, I doubt the Saints are going to want to trade him. Giving, uh, given, uh, he's the future of the franchise. Yeah, he's the future of their franchise at this point. I mean, you, you don't—it's not even a question. Um, next up, maybe look at Eli Manning for if, if, if you don't if you think you can't get a quarterback this year in the draft. If you, if you know for sure you're going to get beaten to it, have Eli one year. To get you to the bridge quarterback into the next quarterback in the next draft. But this is a deep quarterback draft class. You got Herbert and you got Fields. Those Fields will be out there. And you got uh, Tua, who's probably going to go number one overall. And you you have some good quarterbacks that are going to be coming. I'm not out. sure I buy Fields. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. I mean, he he hasn't been performing super well this year, but he's been getting it done. He's a he's a weird animal. Justin Fields is. Yeah, he really is. Um, next up, you got the Panthers getting smoked by the 49ers, 51 to 13. Niners, 51 points. It's the most since Week 16 back in 1993. This is a game that uh, we had both doubted the Niners and how good they were this year. Yeah. 
Um, Panthers are, have proven to be a good team this year. They're four and two going into that game. This is the game, like you know what? Niners are a good team. I'm not gonna call them best team in the league, but they're a good team. They're a good team. Now, now the they're, question, they're a team. To, they're a team to watch and worry about. Yeah. The question becomes, you know, is Jimmy G that good? Uh, 18 for 22, 175, two touchdowns. I mean, he, he's, game manager he's a game manager. I, I haven't seen Jimmy G put up monster numbers throughout the, the year here. Um, I think there's only been, you know, two or three games where he's really done something incredible. Um, but he's getting in the end zone. He did throw a pick in this game. Tevin Coleman was the big story. 11 carries for 105 yards. He had a 9.5 average on the day. And um, you know who actually had a good rushing average on the day? Who I was really impressed yeah, with. Jimmy hasn't had more. No, I lied. First game, this most recent one on Thursday, which we'll get to, he had 317. So last time was the first time he's had over 300 this season. Wow. Um, and first time he's had more than three touchdowns. Yeah. Tevin Coleman had a good game, but but uh, you know who else had a, had a really good rushing average with Debo! Debo Samuel. Uh, he had two carries for 29 yards. Receivers always do. 14 and a half average. I'm willing to bet we looked. Um, one of those plays was probably a 27 yards. It was probably a reverse. And the one play was probably a, probably suck as a run. Yeah, but he got a but, touchdown. Yeah, he got a touchdown on the deal. That's all that matters. I love Debo Samuel. I wish they utilized him more. But uh, George Kittle had 86 yards on the day. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders coming in, getting in the end zone. Emmanuel Sanders, first game as a Niner, gets in the end zone. And then there's always last night. Yeah, which which yeah, which, uh, which we'll definitely uh, be talking about. Next up, you got Colts and Broncos, 15 to 13, low scoring game. Adam Vinatieri gives the Colts the go ahead, 51 yard field goal with 22 seconds remaining in the game. Uh, the Colts go to five and two. Broncos fall to two and six. Joe Flacco uh, winds up getting hurt in this game, quote quote unquote hurt. Um, and uh, the Colts, uh, you know, just kind of rising above without only Andrew Luck here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett coming alive. You know what Jacoby Brissett does. 15 for 25, 202 yards. He didn't get in the end zone or anything, but Marlon Mack had himself a decent game. Um, Brissett made some plays with his legs. We, we got to see some, some good, uh, good play out of Jacoby Brissett to get it done, um, even though it was a low-scoring game. Uh, it, and the, the Broncos are notorious for having a decent defense, uh, even without Bradley Chubb on the field. They still have a good defense. So, I'm okay with it. And I'm okay with the fact that the Colts kept Adam and Terry on. And I love the fact that a guy his age is still accurately kicking 51-yard field goals. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um, because you usually see um, leg strength decline in a big way when it comes to uh, uh, you know older kickers. And Adam Vinatieri, he was having some accuracy issues earlier on in the year. So, for him to get that go-ahead 51-yard field goal, uh, 22 seconds left, good for him. Game winner. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I love Adam Vinatieri. It's probably his last year in the sun anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I want to see him go out with a, you know, on a positive note. Uh, definitely a Hall of Fame kicker. Absolutely. Next up, Patriots-Browns. Patriots top the Browns 27-13. Patriots go to 8-0. Browns fall to 2-5. Um, Bill Belichick gets his 300th career, yet, career win in the NFL. That includes the playoffs and I believe his tenure with the Browns looking back when he was with them. Kind of a... Uh, it was kind of a, uh, uh, you know, little jab at the Browns, I guess, for just letting him walk when they, they moved out to Baltimore, um, beats his old franchise. You know, felt good, I guess, for him. Um, Tom Brady does his job, 20 for 36, 259, two touchdowns. He continuously on this game manager, 
Yeah, I mean, in the last couple seasons, he's sort of a game manager. I mean, Tom Brady is, you know, 259 is, is good. I mean, it's it's almost to that brink of where he's, he's playing like an all-pro quarterback. But Tom Brady is doing what Tom Brady does. No, for does. sure. But, and and, and I, I feel like we've talked about this. Like, so 259, I mean, you, you do that average it's not It's games. not a very Brady game. 259, that's, that's, you, do that, you do that every week, that's 4,000 yards. Yeah, so he's happy like, with it. 5,000 yards doesn't take much of an average, but, but not, every player doesn't have... Those games every I don't game. recall Tom Brady ever breaking five thousand. He did once, maybe, maybe he did. Um, maybe in 09, 2010. I believe uh, is, isn't isn't Stafford and Breeze the only two members of the five thousand? No, only only two quarterbacks have have multiple 5, multiple five thousand. Yeah, not only two, only, only multiple. Yeah, but Brady gets it done. He does what he does. Gets in uh, gets in the end zone twice and uh, leads his team to a W. The Browns, you know, proving. That they're the second coming of super team. Like I've been consistently been saying week after week. You can take the Browns from the suck, but you can't take the suck out of the Browns. I guess not. I, I don't understand how you can be that crappy with such a group of all-stars on your team. I just don't get it. At this point, it's it's like you have no excuse. Freddie Kitchens needs to go out the door really quick. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I, I think this team could be great with a great coach. I think we talked about this last week. Bring in Bill Cowart. Bring in the big guns. If, if you were saying, like you were saying, well, Mike McCarthy. And, and I could actually see Mike McCarthy turning this team into a powerhouse if Mike McCarthy were there. Possible. I, I think that could be a thing. And everybody's talking about him being a potential head coach. The Browns made the mistake hiring from within. I think uh, uh, Greg Williams was a better coach. And I know it's looking like, eh, what are you bringing Mike McCarthy? Quite frankly, um, Rex Ryan would be a better coach. I, I, I don't disagree. And I don't think Rex Ryan should ever be a head coach. No, I don't think he should be. He's uh, one of the best D corners in the history of the game. Absolutely. But should never be a head coach. Because nobody had to run an offense or a team as a whole. Yeah. Um, now, next up, you got the Packers against the Chiefs. Packers go uh, over on the Chiefs 31-24. Um, Packers got it done against a, a Mahomes-less Chiefs team. Um, I hate to be that guy. Why? I'm going to say it. The backup quarterback, who's been notoriously terrible, Went out and had a good game. Played very well. Is Mahomes good as a product of, his, of, a, of what we know historically to be a great Andy Reid system? Uh, I mean, it, it's debatable. I mean, he, he played well. Uh, 267, two touchdowns. It was 24 for 36. It wasn't a bad game. Um, Matt Moore played played really well. I think, I think the Andy Reid system is great. But I, I don't think you can take away the big plays that Mahomes makes. Um, you you know oh no you know as well as I do Mahomes I mean more put up 267 here Mahomes puts up 400 yards I mean he's he's put up double that you know in 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 certain weeks I mean Mahomes puts up he's put up a lot of big numbers so do I think that it it could be some of the Andy Reid system but I think no, Mahomes, I'm not I'm not thinking about Mahomes as a whole but I I'm thinking Mahomes talent comes from very good coaching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think Mahomes has a good coach. Yeah, and I agree. But at the same time, I, I don't think. Uh, I think they complement each other so perfectly to the point where Mahomes is just, just uh, playing great ball. I, I think Mahomes is, is twice the quarterback that Matt Moore is. Twice. I was, I was going to go like ten that. times. Well, um, but uh, you know, well, judging by the stats, I'm going to say twice. You know, but uh, Matt Moore is probably worse than like Ryan Leaf or something like that. I don't know that he's worse than Ryan Leaf. Matt Moore is terrible. He's he's bad, but I don't think he's as bad as Ryan Leaf. Now, um, last but not least, you got the. Fine, Colt McCoy. Oh Jesus Christ! 
Next up, you got last but not least, it was the Monday night game, the Dolphins and the Steelers. Uh, we were started out as scare. Yeah, the Steelers started looking a little scary at first. They got went down 14-0 against the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins didn't score a point for the rest of the game. Uh, Steelers come back, drop 27 on them, 27-14 in favor of the Steelers. Steelers jump up to 3-4. and four. Uh, Dolphins drop to 0 and 7. They're the what, one of two winless teams in the league now. Right. And uh, Mason Rudolph, 20 for 36. He had 251, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, James Conner was the big story here. 23 carries for 145 and a touchdown. Um, the Dolphins. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick started the game. He was 21 for 34, 190, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, the Dolphins looked hot early, and, and we were we were messaging back and forth going. Eh, they might not be winless after this. Yeah, that changed. <laughs> that changed. I'm uh, waiting for Week 16. I, I hope that both teams are still winless at this point. Oh, week yeah. 16 will be the Dolphins at the Bengals. Is that the game? Yes. Oh, God. And uh, the, the interesting thing about it is um, James Conner, he runs all over the Dolphins, but winds up leaving the game in a sling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so... The, the Steelers are going to have some injury issues there to deal with. I, I, I mean, James Conner, he, he kind of came alive for one of the first times this year. I mean, really, he's only I think he's only had one or two other big games like this. Um, but he, he, has, he hasn't had monster games. And this was one of his first big monster games of this year. So, I mean, it, we, were, we were used to seeing that last season. It's his first over 100 yards. Wow. It's his first big game then. Yep. Jeez, oh, geez. So that shows you how bad the uh, the Steelers have been doing. Um, teams that were uh, that were uh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, it changed me over. You see that? It changed me over. You see, I was looking at all the, the scores. Um, the Steelers they've won 18 straight Monday night home games, which is always they fun. They play up on uh, on uh, yeah, prime time. Prime time mostly, yeah, but yeah. Monday night's always Marquee game. Absolutely. And uh, teams that were on the bye this week, your boys, the Ravens, the Cowboys, were, they were 4-3. and three. Which, interesting note on the on the Ravens this week, um, after this week has, gone, has come and passed, uh, Justin Tucker is the only active kicker who is perfect, counting both field goals and extra points. Wow. Every kicker has missed something. And and you've just been gargling away, haven't you? It was stretching your denim. I mean, we always talk about these kicker issues, though. It, 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 it feels good to... to for the most part, obviously stuff happens. Justin Tucker, it's not like he's never missed. Um, Justin Tucker. It's good to know that if you need to field, but you're going to get it. Justin Tucker. I mean, how many games have we kind of last few weeks where the kicker lost the game or won a game? Love Justin Tucker. Yeah, you trade for hard. So if you trade, you trade for a kicker, you're going to cut later. Yeah, I do. I do. That's what we do. Uh, that's, that's the Minnesota way, don't you know? But, I mean, if you get cut, if you get cut from Minnesota, you must have been a pretty bad kicker. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse than Bears, probably. <laughs> yeah, so probably got the record yeah. for most um, missed field goals losing game in playoffs. Yeah. Now, uh, so there's the scores for uh, week eight in the NFL. And uh, Tyler, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. We're going to get some news stories. We're going to get Tyler's top ten, breakdowns forgotten five. And then we're going to jump into uh, um, a little bit of predictions and uh, get down to business here. Predictions. Predictions. I was not informed of this in the, in the pre-production uh, meeting. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're going to get down to predictions, and uh, we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. 
With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no. And welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Saturday. So what deal surprised me? Well, I, it'll never fail. Never fail. And we're here with that guy. Yeah, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown. And uh, we got some news around the league, Tyler, we're going to cover. We got we got a few segments here we're going to cover. Um, it was a, sort of an eventful week. See, last week was more ev- you know eventful with all the trades and things like that. But a lot of those trades took place before last week's show. So, I mean, like, we, True. You know, we, we had a few trades go on. I mean, with the trade deadline coming on Tuesday and whatnot, uh, that, there, that came and went anyway. Um, we, we got to see a lot of trades go on um, before the show, and, and the trade deadline, was, it was weird. Like, the trade deadline was, like, pretty quiet, you know, to be honest with you. Um, the the actual uh, uh, trades that, that took place, the ones that were worthwhile with, like, Emmanuel Sanders and such, all those took place before last week's show. So, I mean, we, we didn't see a whole lot, but we did see a couple of trades go on uh, throughout the course of the last week here. Um, I'm gonna hop right into one right off the top. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about Michael Bennett. Uh, he gets sent over to the Cowboys from the New England Patriots. Gets sent over to the Cowboys. Bennett restructures his deal with the Cowboys, and he'll become a free agent at the end of the season. But the Patriots receive a conditional seventh round selection. Michael Bennett was kind of underutilized with New England. Yeah, um, and I, I figured he was gonna find a place. It, it's it's weird. I mean, I understand like like. The Cowboys want. I think the Cowboys will utilize him more. They, they, but um, it, it was just kind of a, a weird situation, you know. It, it really was. I mean, Michael Bennett got picked up. He he had you know a few good years over there with Philly, and goes over to uh, goes over to, to New England and just really didn't pan out. He didn't do anything. And Granny's on a defense that's performing well right now, so there's that. But yep. So Michael Bennett uh, goes over and and meh. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, Patriots also went about uh, releasing Josh Gordon this week. Um, you know, he – it's kind of just – I mean, at, at this point, I mean, are you are you done? I mean, we knew he was placed on that conditional IR. Yeah. We we knew that – we talked about that last it, show. It was, it was likely going to end with him being released. Yeah, and it, well, that's usually how it goes. They, they play – he's got – he had to be released. That was – that's the, yeah. the NFLPA rule is you get placed on that conditional IR, you're, you have to get released. Um, it's just always one thing or another with with uh, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I. I and, eh. and do you remember how um how uh, it was brought up last week? It was during the show we were ta- we came up with the conditional release deal. Yeah, because yeah, it was brought up as a. Yeah, yep, that's it. But I'm not playing it for no reason. <laughs> oh no! I have breaking news. There is breaking news. 
And coincidentally, it does involve Josh Gordon. Oh, no. Josh Gordon has been claimed. He's been claimed off of waivers? Yes. Who got him? By the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, my God. As if they don't have, like, an embarrassment of riches at receiver right now. But it could be a good place for him with the way they utilize their wide receivers. Could this be a career resurgence for Josh Gordon? We always say that. I mean, I mean, it's going to end in the same way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it probably will. But, you know, I, I you know, there's hope. There's always that little bit of hope that Josh Gordon's going to wind up being all right. You know, there's just always that little bit of, eh, maybe he'll... Maybe he'll do good. You just never know. Um, but Josh Gordon, okay. He's in Seattle now um, after after getting placed on that conditional IR. Um, and uh, we also had uh, an injury come up. Really, I mean, this is kind of breaking news This, this just today. Yeah, um, I, I didn't want to sound the buzzer up again, but I remember seeing that earlier. But the yeah, thing yeah. just came up. Yeah, the the next one when it came to injuries was Quan Alexander. This one showed up today. Uh, Quan Alexander, linebacker for the 49ers, he's out for the rest of the season with a pectoral injury. That's a huge loss. That's a big ding for that that wide receiver, or I'm sorry, for that uh, defense over there with the 49ers. Um, losing a linebacker of that caliber. I mean, Quan Alexander's a great player. Absolutely. He, he is a great player. Um, so that's got to be a, a tough, tough loss for them. I, you know, do I think the Niners will be fine? I think so. I don't think they're yeah. going to, I mean, their, their defense has been playing really extraordinary to, this year. It, it's been something to really behold. Um, so, I mean, okay. You know, I, and you lose Quan Alexander, it sucks, but I think they're going to be able to, to recover from this and recoup and do what they got to do. Um, there are other players out there as well other linebackers out there on waivers as well that they could be picking up so they, they've got some opportunities i i don't think this spells the end for the niners defense at all no and but they did look a, a little crippled without him part of the part of this game with the against the, the cardinals, cardinals yeah. but i think they'll be fine yeah they, with time to replace they'll be fine yeah they'll they'll be just fine um, we also had uh, T.Y. Hilton. He goes out three to four weeks with a calf injury. That's also a big hit, um, one that, that is going to yeah, be... Yeah, Brissett's going to have to rely on the rest of his offense now for help. Yep, and and really there's there hasn't been a lot of wide receiver help there in Indianapolis outside of T.Y. Hilton. Um, Marlon Mack has been giving him some good production on the ground, and I say good, not great. Marlon Mack's been good. Uh, but here we are um, with, with Jacoby Brissett losing his number one. So he's got to start finding some other receivers out there and and making some plays. So I I don't I don't know. I mean I, I wish that for for the Colts' sake, I'm sure they're wishing they had made a move, you know, in the the trade market just before the deadline here. But they're going to have to do something. Maybe check out waivers. Um, I'm surprised they didn't make a move on a guy like Josh Gordon with everything going on though. That's that's surprising. You know, with T.Y. Hilton going down, you it's possible that that they had already passed on him by the time they found out the, the real details on. That could be a thing on uh, Hilton. Yeah, that that could be. Because even though the Gordon stuff just broke, we don't know how how long ago each team passed on waivers mm-hmm, and when right. it got to Seattle and all the nine yards. There, there could be a lot there, and and who knows what they had as far as cap room goes. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that could be going on there. So so that goes on. Um, Ty Hilton will be out about three to four weeks with that calf injury. Um, the Broncos also will be placing your boy. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Your boy Joe Flacco, he goes on IR with a neck injury. Mm. Uh, Brandon Allen to make the start in this one, uh, which I'm actually surprised about. Locks on IR. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Lock can't play. Is he on IR mm-hmm. at this point? I you know, at the end of the year. And people are saying that that Brandon Allen will be the second coming of Gardner Minshew. Do you believe in that? 
I, I, would, I would also have said that when, when um, Foles went down, that Gardner Minshew is going to be awful. Um, so I'm going to stick with that because there's no way it happens twice in one year. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm surprised by this. I hope he does well. Uh, yeah. No, no, I don't believe Lock is on IR here. Oh, maybe he's on a part, uh, one of those um, IR designated return deals. Yeah. I know at one point he was on IR. Well, well he was or on Or maybe IR. it was the pup list. Well, it, it came down to to Drew Locke versus uh, uh, Jake Butt to see who would return to IR. I, I mean, if I, if it was me, I'd be I'd be giving Drew Locke the opportunity, and I don't think they, you know, you draft Drew Locke. He's a good quarterback. I like Drew Locke. Why I like Drew Locke coming out of coming out of this draft? You draft the guy, and John Elway. I, I let's just face the fact: John Elway just doesn't like the kid. That's just what it is. John well, Elway just does not like here's Drew Locke. Here's my I, I, here's I, my take. Um. Locke is better than who they got coming in, but when you're on IR, you can't practice. I I, I just think that that. So I, I'm not going to throw a cold guy who's who hasn't had any practice with the team in there. I just think that that Drew Locke has been since he got picked up by by the Broncos. I believe that they just straight up, flat out, have just not liked. Drew Locke. And and I, I I don't know what it is. John Elway just doesn't like the kid. He just doesn't like him. You can tell he doesn't like him. You go and you pick him in the second round. You go and take this quarterback who, who's actually got a good arm and he's got a good head on his shoulders. I mean, he, he's everything that you're looking for in a franchise quarterback. And you don't give him an opportunity. And then after you get, get done not giving him an opportunity, you crap on him at every turn. And when I say crap on him, I mean, they have been crapping on this kid. Bad. Him and Kubiak. All of them. They, they all, no, not Kubiak. I, I, they, uh, Elway. Elway. It was uh, Elway. No, who's the other guy? Who's the coach? Or Vic Fangio, rather. That's the guy. You know, they, they've been crapping on this kid since he got there. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't ask for the kid to come there. Don't draft the kid if you're going to treat him like garbage. And that's what they've done. They've treated Drew Locke like garbage. They haven't given him a real opportunity. I, this this would be the the time to give the kid an opportunity to see what he can do. True, you know. I mean, but, really, you're, but you're sitting here. I mean, at uh, this uh, point, because he started the season on IR, you would be setting him up for failure because he has no interaction with the team at all. Are the Broncos playoff bound? No. There but, you go. Um, go, going in with having no interaction with the team at all because you're on IR because that's the league's rules. You, you're going to go out there and uh, and uh, quarterback a team that doesn't even know your name basically because you haven't you, you barely know what they look like. I, I think that Drew Locke could be the guy, and but and, but not after after all the season being an IR and having no even rapport with the team at all. Uh, uh, You'd send a guy who's, who's never even barely met the receivers, know the receivers' names out there to quarterback. I mean, he has he, he was in IR an IR during training camp. IR started the season. He, he's had well, he, he wasn't on IR at the beginning of training camp. He was on the IR after game one of of the uh, or I'm sorry, um, he he was after game three of the preseason. Is when he was on IR. I mean, he he sprained. He played game one through game three, and then he he got he injured his thumb. It was a sprained thumb on his throwing hand against San Francisco. Um, it's a pretty small injury to go on IR for. Yeah, and and you know that, that's really kind of what they did. The team didn't place him on IR, so I mean, maybe he he was on the pup list, but it's been fully healed for a while now. You know, and and uh, yeah. So, so 
even then, he, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand this, this logic. I just don't get it. Flacco's down with a neck injury. You're starting Brandon Allen, uh, a quarterback. With, and, and that's another thing. You're starting Brandon Allen, a quarterback with zero snaps under his belt, who joined the Broncos a week before the season opener. Oh, boy. And and you're going to sit there. And, I'm sorry. If I'm yeah, a second-round pick. Now I disagree. If I'm now, a, I, now, I'm, now I'm with you. If I'm a second-round pick, like Drew Locke, and all I had was a thumb sprain, and I've played games with these guys in the preseason, and I went out and I, I I'm sorry, I'm starting Drew Locke. And, I, I agree 100 percent now. And and Vic Fangio has been dumping on this kid, and I, I'll tell you what, with how poorly this team is done, I value Vic Fangio's opinion in this situation as much as I do a Very shit little. in the toilet. That's what really. And now you're going to sit there and you're going to sit Drew Locke for this kid who who hasn't played a single snap in the NFL and and I'm supposed to sit there and believe that you're doing the right thing with a player of the caliber of Drew Locke. And I'm not going to sit here and say Drew Locke is the second coming of Tom Brady or Joe Montana or whoever. But you got to give him a shot at the very least. At this point, why not? You give him a shot. Give Drew Locke a shot. I don't, and, and that's the thing. Elway and Fangio have been cr- If I was Drew Locke, I'd be going, you know what? Get me the hell out of here. Get me out of here. I'd be talking mm-hmm. to my agent. He's Get stuck. me out of here. Stuck. He's not really stuck. I mean, if I was Drew Locke, I'd be talking to my agent. Get me traded. Just get me out of here. End of the season, bye. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't blame him if he wouldn't want to be there. That's ridiculous. Vic Fangio needs to get things together here. I mean, it's it's obnoxious to me. Maybe it's just me and me. I I, I just what I've been seeing nonstop is that this is a this has stopped becoming like a professional thing. And about whether or not he's talented enough to perform in this league, it stopped becoming that, and it started becoming more of a personal thing. And that's what it looks like to me. It looks like a personal dig at Drew Locke and them not liking Drew Locke. Really, could very well be. And and that's I, and it's ridiculous. And I I, I guess I just I don't see it. I don't see why why you would take a guy forty second overall and not give him an opportunity. Now that your starting quarterback, who's been underperforming this year anyway, is down with a neck injury for the rest of the season, I don't get it. Maybe I, I mean, someone, someone, fill me in here. If I'm, if I'm talking out of my butt, please somebody tell me what's going on. But I, I don't get it. Um, but, but on that mysterious injury, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Joe Flacco has underperformed. Well, let's let's also remember um this time last year we were talking about how Flacco was having one of his best seasons ever. Yep. Um, through nine games, twenty four hundred yards before he got hurt last year. Last year, I'll I'll agree was was he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar performed and like you know what we're we're winning. He's he's hot. We're just gonna stick with it. And that's yeah. what happened. Joe was healthy like three or four weeks later, and then he and then he ended up just getting benched um because Lamar hadn't lost yet. Yeah. Um, this time, however, um. I'm gonna say um no Joe's not um um in, in that top ten caliber quarterback but he's, he's be- never been he's better he's better than he's performing right now um Denver has no one you have and obviously Sanders is performing better now but I mean between Sanders being 34 years old and the fact that it seems like Sanders was checked out a year ago well yeah um I, I don't there's no there's no talent there in Denver and then Joe who arguably um had the most passion in, in, in a post-game speech he's ever had in his career. Um mm-hmm. basically slams everyone. Mm-hmm. 
and mysteriously a day later, you got a neck injury, bud. You're, you're done. Yeah. I, I think, I'm i not sure I buy that there's an actual injury here. I think um, Joe spoke out and um, the Clintons put him down. Yeah. <laughs> One of those situations. Here's my thing about Joe Flacco. I And I'm not like you. I, I've i never bought Joe Flacco as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, I never bought Joe Flacco as a, a good quarterback. I thought he was an average to below average quarterback. I thought he was extremely overrated. And he hid behind a great running team and a great defense uh, for a long time. And that's what Joe Flacco got away with. Um, the end of the day, Joe Flacco, is, is he better than what he's been handed in Denver? Absolutely. Absolutely, I'll give you that. But I I don't buy Joe Flacco as, as – I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Joe Flacco, great quarterback. No, he's not He's not a great quarterback, but, I mean, he's always been a great postseason quarterback. I mean, he's the the great – the most touchdown – tied the most touchdowns in, in, a, in a single playoff yeah, in history. And, a great playoff run. A great run. I, I can't sit there and say that he's a great he's still got He's still got one of the most wins in, in playoff wins in history. I can't say that he's great. And it's, okay, great playoff wins, but he hid behind a great running game and a great defense. The year was Super Bowl, they were, they, were, they, were, they were bottom half. We talked about this. But, it, oh, they were bottom half. Hold on. They are like 17, 18. 14. They were high. They were they were still in the top the top half. So 14 is great now? It's not great, but I'm going to say it's in the, You're not going to sit there and say that he's in the bottom half. Joe Flacco is not that good. And you know what? He wouldn't even had that. All he had was one miracle play that wasn't even his doing. He just threw the ball up. So and how, about the, how about the other touchdowns that were part of that um, um, most touchdowns in, in a single playoff run? Majority of them were rack. He had a ton of rack. He's going to get the ball there. He had a ton of rack. It was it was the wide receivers making plays for him. I mean, he, he hid behind. A great running Same could, game. could be saying Kirk Cousins. A great defense. Year. Well, I don't know about all that. Kirk Cousins is actually making accurate oh, so, throws. So, Stephon Diggs' three-touchdown game had, had anything to do with Kirk Cousins. That was all rack. All rack. No, it wasn't. Just about. No, it wasn't. 51 yards. I would say that the rack that came from But it, if, if Diggs didn't get himself way open, he wouldn't throw the ball to Diggs. But Cousins threw a perfectly, two perfectly thrown balls, 51 yards and 61 yards. They were perfect passes right into his hands. Right into his hands. It wasn't like he just dumped it off to him and then Diggs took off down the sidelines. They were perfectly thrown, deep balls, perfectly in his hands for the touchdown on bootleg. I think we both have some biases going on because I, I don't think you really watched the, that playoff run either. No, I watched the, that playoff the, the run. Miracle, the was, miracle playoff run, yes. It was garbage. Was was uh, was, was bad defense. Was but the rest garbage. of it, Joe made great plays. Oh, uh, it was garbage. It was absolute garbage. But I digress. Um, Joe Flacco, he is, he doesn't have any reason to, uh, uh, be in Denver at this point. And, and I, I think, I personally, I think he's probably done. I, I think he's probably done if, the league. If the injury is legit, I think Joe's going to retire. He's like, you know what? I don't think it's legit. I, I think it's, it, you're right. I think you're absolutely right that, that Elway said, hmm, you're not going to slam us. We're going to sit you down. I think Flacco gets released at the end of the year. Uh, I think he had, what, two years left on his contract, right? I think it was three, yeah. So he's got he's got a few years left on his contract. I think they probably release him. That's the guy who goes to goes to Tampa then. And, I mean, he could. I, There's plenty of teams that could use that could use Joe. I mean, they, they have talent, just need a quarterback. 
But um, I I, I can see Joe saying I'm I'm done. Yeah, I would be done. He looks exhausted. Yeah, he looks tired. And part I'm of it is too, De- 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 Denver's offensive line is terrible. He's, he's been on the run. And I think no his fa- team. I think his family is over there. They, I mean, they were living in Baltimore, and I think they still do live in Baltimore. Yeah, he, he didn't move them. He's got he's got four kids under under five. Yeah, so he's he's away from his kids. He's in Denver. Eh. I've, I don't think he wants to be there anymore. I think Denver is ready to ship yeah. him out, and I think he's okay with it. I, I wouldn't and I'm blame looking, him. Looking at it from me, I mean, and that's what I was saying. Like, let, let, let's say the injury's legitimate. Three of the last four years, he's had injuries that's been lingering here and there. Yeah. It's like he got a very massive deal, which in hindsight now is not looking very big versus what's going out there now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's got money. Go home. Go enjoy, home. Enjoy your kids. You have four kids under five years old. Yeah, time um, to go. They, they they went shotgun shotgun on the kids there. Yeah, um, yeah, time to go. But go enjoy the family. I mean, you've been this whole season, and I'm sure it's weighing on them. I mean, yeah, no family man, unless you're a shitty person, it doesn't weigh on you when you're when you're living in Denver, right? Or have to be in Denver at least um eight times a year, right? Um, and that's not counting your road games. You're gone for the whole season, and the training camp, and the whole everything, the everything. It's a mess. I could I could see him saying it's time to go. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Um, speaking of Baltimore, uh, the Ravens did get wide receiver Willie Sneed to sign a one-year extension after uh, getting him from, uh, what was it, the Saints? Yep. So, I mean, it, he signs a one-year extension through 2020. So, uh... He's been, he's been, he's been a good contact, a good a target there for, uh, Lamar. And I think that extension is one of those, um, they want to re-sign him to a multi-year deal. They're, they're just trying to just... I don't think they have the cap. Sh- they're trying to shift it to where they do have the cap. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe... They want to extend it a year, so how it works out where they, they're dropping some, probably getting rid of Jimmy Smith's contract. Yeah. They're trying to shift it. There, there's some stuff that they're going to send out the door, and like you said, Jimmy Smith, I think, is That's one the of the obvious guys. one. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to see probably Brandon Carr go out the door eventually here. Um, older guys that are still able to play, but the contracts are too big. They're probably going to have to take some restructures. I mean, there's going to be some things, but... Yeah, they did get him signed to a, a deal through 2020, which is I'm good totally for Willie fine Sneed. With. Yeah, Sneed's a good player. You gotta you gotta like what he's doing. Um, next up, you got JJ uh, Watt. He's out for the season, torn pectoral. Another one of those. Um, or as Alex, our, our boy Alex Steele likes to say, he tore his titty. Was, was, <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. So JJ um, Watt. It, so with JJ Watt going down, and here becomes the question of the day: Do you think? With that happening, that the Texans' chances of going to the big show have just gone out the window. No, JJ Watt's still a great player. Great player, but I, I say this very lightly because I mean, you're talking about. Keep in mind where JJ Watt's at, the level he's at. Yeah. Um, you're talking um A plus players caliber. Um, the last two years, I would put him at A minus B plus player, and he's been he's. He's just he hasn't been the JJ Watt. Yeah. He's been like JJ Watt at like 70 80%, which is still he's been, he's been better very, than most yeah. of the league. He's been very good JJ Watt. Yes. <laughs> he hasn't been excellent. He's gone from great to very good. Yeah. So it is a, a, a small um downturn a little bit. It's going to hurt, but I mean Houston's offense has already not been great this year. Well, Houston and he's on defense. I meant defense. Yeah. Houston's defense has already not been great this year. Yeah, no, um, they're 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 losing these weird games. They, they're and, and and dropping games when they shouldn't. They, they, they need the Titans. They and, need a lot of help in their secondary. I think that's yeah. a, that's a big thing for them. They but so the, the this problem is put, what what this loss is going to do is going to put more pressure on the offense to put up points. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. Deshaun they're going to become 
the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Houston has always notoriously had a good defense, though, mm-hmm. and that's that's the scary thing. And do you think at this point in time they're regretting the trade earlier this year with Seattle? No, because um, I don't I don't think uh, Clowney ever wanted to stay. Yeah, if if there was a chance of them keeping him, they would have. Yeah, I mean and that's the thing. I like I like Jadavion Clowney. I I mean to me, I I think that it, if I'm the Texans right now, I'm regretting it. If I'm the Texans right now, I'm going God. I shouldn't have sent him out the door. Because he needed that defensive end. And Clowney, even though they have Clowney playing outside linebacker, Clowney, by definition, is a defensive end. That's what yes. he's always been. So, I mean, you, you should be making him a defensive end. If I'm the Texans, I'm regretting that trade. I'm regretting it right now because you don't have any pressure coming off the edge. Now, it's a matter of Clowney staying healthy. Can Clowney ever stay healthy? I, don't, I mean, who the hell knows? But I think it's one of the things, if you, if you know you can't keep him, get something for him. Right. So, I, I don't think they're regretting it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of. I'd be regretting it if I was them. Um, we also had a, f- a few releases. We had uh, the Jets. They release Kalecki Osemele. This is kind of a weird release. Okay, they they he undergoes shoulder shoulder surgery and he gets released, um, which is generally against the rules of the NFLPA. You know the 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 um, the the collective bargaining agreement generally says that you can't do that. Right. He the shoulder surgery that he had, however, was football related, and it was not approved by the team. And generally, you got to have surgeries approved by your team. It wasn't approved. Does this set a precedence, a precedent rather, with the rest of the players in the league? Does this set a precedent that says, a, the New York Jets do not care about your well-being, and b, does it say that the New York Jet or the, or that the NFLPA is going to go out? Um, in their collective bargaining agreement and start finagling things like this because the the NFLPA their 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 goal is is protecting players. So is this going to become an issue with the collective bargaining agreement? You know, are are players going to start being able to go out and get surgeries that they need on their own on you know a whim there? Like say AJ Green goes and gets some some like he gets a nose job right. And like Bengals like, ah, well, we didn't approve you getting a nose job, so uh, yeah. bye bye. And that's his way of getting out the door. Yeah, I mean, something silly. Now, I do think that um, if you're an elite caliber player, mm-hmm. um, you go and get a surgery that, that wasn't approved. You're gonna get, you're gonna get a slap with the rest. Don't do that. Right. You you get a little more freedom. You, you um, but if you're a player like Assembly, who's um been good, but has been on the on the he's on the, he's on the back the back end now. Right. Um, like. Well, you should have talked to us, but since you're not a good player, we're just going to let you go. And and I think that's kind of ridiculous. I, I think you should, if a player needs to get surgery, you know. Yeah, get he, surgery. Get surgery. I mean, if that's what he needs, let him get the surgery. I, I just don't understand why they wouldn't let him do it. Um, the Jets. I, but on the other end, while I agree, um, I do think, if, I mean, you're under contract to be playing a physical sport. And, and maybe there's more to this. Um, I do think he should inform them, hey, I'm getting this surgery. Yeah. But the way they word is it about, it, was, it, it wasn't approved. It's got to be approved. See, that's different. That's um, the kicker. I don't think that you should go get a surgery and call, call um, Khalil Mack shouldn't be able to be able to get um this big knee surgery and then call the team the next morning during recoveries and, hey, I got surgery, I'm out for the year. Right. And like, what, what do you mean you got surgery? Well, I agree with that, but but no, this approved nonsense. No, no, no. You um, shouldn't. No, I mean, you should be able to call saying, "Hey, I need the surgery done." Okay. Yeah. Be safe. And and that's the thing. They they 
it showed that the Jets don't kind of don't care about the well-being of their players. Um, it sets that precedent. There's it's a two-way street, you know. Uh, it, I think that's how a lot of people are going to look at it, though. The Jets don't care about my well-being. True, you know, and I, I think that's going to create an issue for them in the future um, with that. Now, uh, speaking of the Jets, um, they did shop around Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams has said, and, and they didn't wind up getting anything for Jamal Adams, but Jamal Adams said, I'm not really happy about it. Now, here's one thing. First of all, if I'm Jamal Adams and they're shopping me around, man, I'm going to be thrilled that the Jets are, are shopping me around. Yes. Because they suck. Okay, we're going to start there. If I'm Jamal Adams... I don't understand the logic of, well, I'm not really happy they're shopping me around. They're shopping you around because the Jets suck and they're sellers. They were shopping around Le'Veon Bell, too. That's the first thing. The second thing yeah, is... Yeah, funny thing about that, too. <clears throat> the second thing that I have here is that the Jets, obviously at this point, because of the, the selling here, uh, I, I think they've, they've, they're they waving the white flag on this season. They're 1-6. Oh, yeah. I think they're waving the white flag. I think they're done. Um, the... the yeah, I, I think the Jets the Jets have have kind of wiped their hands clean from this season and they're they're out. I agree. You know, I I think they they realize they're done. Um, and and but I I don't know I don't understand the logic of shopping Jamal Adams of all people. That's like one of your star players. I don't I don't understand that logic. Yeah, yeah unless you're going to get two firsts for him. If you get a first, like a double first round selection issue out of that, okay, we'll we'll talk about it because that's four first round selections in two years. You sprinkle a little fairy dust on them and get something out of it. But I don't understand the logic of chopping around Jamal Adams. I think he's one of the face of the franchise kind of guys for you. But as far as Jamal Adams goes, don't be upset, please, for the love of God, don't be upset because guess what? I'd want to get out of New York too. Both teams in New York suck. So I mean, I've. I'm I'm not happy if I'm if I'm Jamal Adams and I'm in New York. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned Bell. Do you hear you hear this rumor? No, oh, what was the rumor? So Bell was being shopped around too. Mm. Um, two two teams inquired about him. Yeah. Did, oh. you, did you hear what two teams were? One of them was Pittsburgh, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Like, <clears throat> you, really? Why? Why? Probably, probably, oh, we didn't know you'd sign for that cheap, and we'll take you. Yeah. Why? Doesn't make any sense. Bell probably laughed his way to to the to, to his um apartment in yeah. New York. Yeah, it's obnoxious, absolutely obnoxious. Um, we did have uh, Dwayne Haskins. He is set to make his first start ever versus the Bills this upcoming Sunday. I got a survival league going. I'm picking <coughs> the Bills this week. Yep, I would be taking the Bills. That would make sense. Um, Haskins is going to be awful, and I can't wait to watch him flounder and fail. Gonna be bad. It is gonna be bad. First starting, but at, at the same note, I feel bad for him too because your first start is against the, one of the best defenses in the league. And more bad news for him: the Redskins failed to trade. Not only failed to trade Trent Williams, he ends his holdout, reports to Redskins practice, and does not pass his physical, so he doesn't get to practice. And his helmet doesn't fit right because he's gotten so fat. <laughs> Welcome to Washington. <laughs> so Trent Williams is not on the field this Sunday. Who's, who's Trent Williams' um, trainer? Eddie Lacy? No, apparently, they they they've been training over at the Golden Corral. You know that's that's what's been going on. Except they they, they didn't do it right. They they didn't gain the weight and then and come out like a, like a boss like uh, C.J. Anderson. Yeah, no, no, they gained the weight and and floundered and got fat. So that's that's what's going. On. So Trent Williams will not be on the field. He's failed his physical. He might pass before then, but. I don't know. Now, 
to, to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Every every year, there's always that one guy. It's, 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 they they try to chastise the guy. There's this one guy. I'm like, this year, like Ravens had one. It was Marquise Brown. He, he didn't mm-hmm. has a physical. Yeah, it happens every once in a while. Like for whatever reason, something there was some sort of technicality. Yeah, but when you don't pass a physical like nine weeks in the season, and you weren't and you weren't practicing, you weren't reporting, weren't doing anything. Yeah, there's something there. Like you probably are out of shape because mm-hmm. normally you, you do your physical right for training camp. Or, no, right before training camp. Right before training camp. But like in, in a lot of the kind, a lot of times the rookies, um, they probably got a little party hardy and yeah for, for a couple oh, yeah. months or whatever it is they just they're they're, they're excited they're on the team blah 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 blah. Okay. But when you're a veteran, and you don't pass a uh, physical. There's normally something there. Yeah, yeah, that makes you look like an idiot for something like that. Um, also speaking of guys that won't be on the field. Uh, Browns are benching Greg Robinson, their left starting left tackle. Um, He's been good. And hasn't been good this year. This year, no. This year, but historically, not. yeah, historically he's been good. This year he got he's gotten in trouble for kicking people in the head. You know, I mean, he kicked a guy in the head on on you know primetime football and got sent out the door. Greg Robinson has been bad. Um, says this week he'll be a backup. Gets benched. Um, I'm a little surprised by it, but uh, if. More bad news for Baker Mayfield, I guess. Um, also, the Bengals, you know, this past week, Cordy Glenn, he was asked about a suspension that he served. He's uh, been suffering with some concussion issues. He also suffered. He, he, but while he had his concussion, they stuck him on suspension while he was concussed. So it didn't really hurt him at all. But Cordy Glenn looks at it for, and it was for um, actions that were detrimental to the team and whatever the case. Um, Cordy Glenn downplays it, doesn't seem to care. Good for him. I'm happy that the uh, the Bengals are making you happy. They're not making anybody else happy, especially <laughs> not the folks in Cincinnati. Um, we had a uh, few more guys hit IR, um, one of those guys being the corner. And this is, a again, I mean, the Dolphins just can't win for losing. Xavier Howard gets placed on IR, the corner from Miami. Um, he gets I placed- think they're winning plenty for losing, dude. I mean, I guess. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna go and tank for Tua. That's what's happening. I mean, I wonder how serious that that knee injury actually was. But they're probably like, eh, you just go ahead and have a seat. We want we want pick number one. So, and it's kind of funny that that all these these players for both Cincinnati and for the Dolphins are going down with injuries or not coming in or whatever the case may be. Well, I, I'll bet you five bucks. Um. AJ Green doesn't play the game against Miami for some weird ghost injury. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he hurt his foot. He's got plantar fasciitis. Yeah, um, actually, what happened? Um, um, both Nixon and AJ Green both have thumb injuries. Um, <laughs> it may or may not have involved the thumb war they had this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. And then uh, speaking of of Bengals, former Bengal Mike Nugent gets re- released by the Patriots this week for sucking. For sucking, and they go and pick up Nick Folk. Who who really before he went to Tampa was good. I liked Nick Folk. I used to pick him up in fantasy all the time. But I mean, some kickers um, lose touch. And yeah, they, he's, they're picking up all these um uh, used to be decent um then had some history of being not so decent. Mm-hmm. Now one guy who's who has been somewhat decent and and I'm excited to see him. So the Falcons go out and they release Matt Bryant because for the second time this season because he's yes. been sucking. Um, and they go and sign kicker Young Ho Koo. They also sat with Nick Folk as well and had Nick Folk come out, but they decided to go with Young Ho Koo. Um, 
Ku will be uh, starting on Sunday, and uh, they like what they see. I like Young Ho Ku. I think he's a good kicker. He's, he's a good young kicker. Good young kicker. I, I like him a lot. I, you could see something really spectacular out of Young Ho here. I, I'm, I think his name is funny. He's a Young Ho. But <laughs> but uh, in any case, Young Ho Ku will be the new kicker at the with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the uh, Another trade went on with the, the Dolphins here. Kenyon Drake gets traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and then blows up last night on Thursday yes. Night Football. Blows up Kenyon Drake. And, and you know what? The Dolphins weren't using Kenyon Drake well from the get-go. Um, I think Kenyon Drake is going to wind up having a pretty good career with Arizona if he continues yeah. going this and, route. And we talked about it last week, and I was wrong. You were wrong about? I... I I love sometimes. Sometimes you like. I think you, sometimes you you remember certain things that we've had discussions on. Like like, oh yeah, he was wrong. I'm, I'm gonna you stew on it for a week. You text yep. me like, I'm gonna. You text me, but there's certain yep. things you, you forget about. This is one that you forgot about, but I'm gonna call myself out on it. Mm-hmm. I I said Ken, it won't. It will not matter where Kenyon Drake goes. He's going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah. But I am gonna say. It is one game. It's one game. He's it's early. So let's see it. It's but, early. But, but so far, it makes me my words. I'm going to say that it's it's interesting, though, because you could tell, like, okay, so this guy goes out and puts up this this massive amount of yardage, and, and he gets in the end zone. He, he, he plays really well. Um, really in a situation where he was almost like learning the playbook. And and the what I was mm-hmm. seeing was them, them – I mean, they were basically teaching this kid the playbook on the field as they went – and he's just tearing it up. Could you imagine what this kid does when he knows the playbook? And because what's what's funny is uh, we always talk about like the running backs one of the hardest positions to um, get traded to in midseason and blow up on. Like, right. You, there's a lot of learning to do. Like that's the, that's the, that's the instant defense we give every running back. Mm-hmm. Any player right? really that gets traded. I mean, any player. I mean, any, any Kenyon Drake and Emmanuel Sanders go out here and show that no, <laughs> if you if you want to learn and you want to ball out, you can. You can, you can do ball it. out. You can do it. And and Kenyon Drake, he he showed up, and and I can't wait to to hear what goes on with Kenyon Drake when he actually knows the playbook. That's going to be exciting to me. Um, the Chargers. Speaking of of bad playbooks, uh, Ken Wisenhut gets fired after uh, three Good. years as the offensive coordinator of Good. the Chargers. Um, this defense has been bad this year in the offense. And, Offensive coordinator. Off my game you are off. I'm fairly sure you said offense. Nope. Offensive coordinator. Yeah. I thought you said. I thought you said. I thought you said, I thought you said defense. No. No. no I thought. I, I'm going to listen back. I think you might say defense. No. Me. Offensive coordinator. Threw, Ken Wizard. You threw me off. You threw me yeah. off. Yeah. Huh? But even <laughs> my statement still stands. The offense has been miserable this year. Horrible. And we're talking a team that, and, and me and you love Rivers. Mm-hmm. Still one of the best quarterback. Okay. No. He is one of. The, yeah. He's one of the best quarterbacks in everyone's Super Bowl. Yep. Arguably the best. But uh, I, I, I would give Dan Marino still. Marino but, or Jim Kelly. Yeah, but third, I'd give him that. Yeah. Um he's 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 been a stud and this year it's not there. No. Um in in Philip Rivers he he's his career has been pe- defined by peaks and valleys. Um some years he's been on a peak where he's third like last year, they had such a good year, almost won the the, the division title. Um, wound up, you know, beating the Chiefs. They have the in the second best record season. in the AFC and <clears throat> had to be the five seed. Yep, and and then he goes and and uh, this year it's, you know, and, and we've seen it before. Philip Rivers has a really great year. The one year they, I mean, they had Vincent Jackson. They went thirteen and three, and then the next year they were four and twelve. I mean, you've seen that out of Philip Rivers mm-hmm. and the and the Chargers peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, and they're they're so hit or miss from season to season. You just don't know what Chargers team is going to show up. 
One thing that's been overtaking them is the the fact that Melvin Gordon wasn't around, and and Melvin Gordon and really he's come back, and for all the hubbub and hoopla, he hasn't performed no at all. He's been crap. So I mean, it, it, the Chargers. They, the only thing that Melvin Gordon's comeback has done is it's got it's got Eckler psyched up, and, and it, it's affected his game. And one thing that that is kind of interesting though is Ken Wisenhut is actually a good offensive coordinator. So I don't understand what the hell's going on because historically he's been good. So there's there's a lot of questions there regarding the Chargers and and you know what what exactly is going on with with Ken Wisenhut, but we'll we'll have to see who takes over that position in the future here. And last but not least, you got the Chiefs and Vikings game getting ready to come up on Sunday. You got Mahomes. He is listed as questionable with a patella injury. Adam Thielen listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Um, both those players, obviously uh, uh, polarizing players for their football team, very, very good players. Um, how do you think Matt Moore is going to to set the world on fire again? How mm. do you think do you think that uh, uh, Mahomes plays again? Uh, Oh, who's going to be back? But do you think he's going to play this Sunday, though? I mean, I thought it was crazy that, he, that they were talking about him being questionable last week. Um, yeah. I, no, just you're, you're fine. The division's... And yeah, you got Oakland hanging around there, but... Yeah, their division's going to be wrapped up here. Perhaps keep keep um keep it, keep it... um. I'd say keep them off. And, and, and Oakland's got a, a, got a tough game coming up. And let's just face that fact. they got a tough game coming up against Detroit. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm sitting my homes. I'm sitting them. I don't care. I'm sitting them. And then you're going to have they're they're going to beat they're going to beat the snot out of the Raiders. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. The Raiders have been good. They're not great. Their defense sucks. You need my homes back for that game. Yeah. Or the games that you uh, should win, but not have them cause you to lose. Right. I I just I, I don't know. I I to me I'm getting rid of. Uh, I'm gonna stick Matt Moore on that field this Sunday, and, and fingers crossed. Hope for the I best. think you're. I think you're also kind of wanting Mahomes. Oh, to for sure. <laughs> As a Vikings fan, I'm hoping. But if I'm a Chief, if I if I'm the Chiefs right now, I'm going sit Mahomes. Sit him one more week. It's a it's a here's the question: Is beating Minnesota worth Mahomes going to the IR? No. Absolutely not. No. It, it, sit him for the two games and call it a day. You got a you already got one win with, with Matt Moore. It's like it's. And I, and I use the Rays as an example. They have like a good lead in the division. Mm-hmm. If Lamar was hurt, I'm like yes, sit him a couple weeks. We have, we have plenty of buffer right now. You have RG three over there. You're fine. You're fine. Mm. RG three is a good player, but when he, he can't, when he's when he's healthy, he's good. But but my point still, I mean, regardless of the backup quarterback, mm-hmm. don't rush your quarterback back, especially if you got if you if you got if the you're division in good shape. Up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Ravens are in, in, in the heart of the schedule. You take the losses against the teams that you couldn't lose to you anyway. Yep. And then get healthy and be ready. Exactly. And that's, and that's my advice to the Chiefs. So, and uh, now it's time for uh, a special segment. We're going to jump right into this. Uh, well, that's all of our news stories around the league. But, Tyler, you know, we, we got to go through uh, a little segment we like to call... Tyler's Top Tyler's top ten. Oh, yeah. Tyler, we got your top ten for uh, week eight in the NFL here. Um, Holy receivers! Yeah, yeah, big receiving week. Um, but we're gonna jump right in here. Uh, what do you got, number ten? Hit me, Kenny Galladay. Woo! 
Six receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. He had a great game um, against a a very injured, questionable uh, Giants secondary. Um, he was lined up. It, it's funny how the Lions work. Galladay is the better receiver of him and Marvin Jones. Yep. But Marvin Jones gets lined up against the number one guys because he is the vertical threat. Mm -hmm. So he gets lined up. If you look at how, how they've been lined up, Marvin Jones got lined up with Janoris Jenkins, whereas Kenny Galladay was lined up with DeAndre Baker. So ultimately, you would need some sort of safety help there. Jabril Peppers was probably helping out in the vertical game. A lot of times Jabril Peppers comes up and helps in the run. Um, yeah, it, this is one of those games where Kenny Galladay was destined for a big game, and he got it. He had a couple of beautiful touchdown passes. Um, the the one I mean was a nice toe tap in the end zone. I I was pretty impressed with Kenny Galladay in this game. There's a the he's the right choice. Matt Stafford delivered him the ball great. Um, it was just a good game for the Lions, honestly. Number nine, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Saquon is in his game back. 143 yep. yards from scrimmage and touchdown. He had a hell of a game. Um, Saquon is kind of one of those do it all kind of backs. Um, when you need him to run out of the backfield, he can. When you need him to catch throws, he can. Uh, makes plays with his legs, lots of rack. Uh, he, he's arguably the most capable running back in the league right now. I, I think people often forget about Saquon Barkley and how great um, he is. He's one of, but he's not the most capable. I don't think back. he is the best, but I think he's one of the best backs in the league oh, for, for sure. sure. Um, easily top five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you had to think about that for a minute. You were like, man, eh, I don't know. I, I think you're talking top three, but. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a lot higher than I thought. Because yeah, I, 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 to me, it's, it's McCaffrey and Barkley and, and, and then everyone else, for the most part, just given, Barkley's got less of a history right now. But yeah. The other backs who have been very good, and I'm, this is where I, I grab like Cook and Fournette has been, they, they've had injuries to um sideline them. So I, I, once that I take into consideration is reliability. Yeah, that's and, a, that's a big factor. And right now reliability is, is kind of what hurts Cook. Yep. Because he, he gets hurt again, that, that reliability factor gets even worse. Yeah, he gets hurt again. We're dra I'm saying like, draft another running back. Like, yeah, you're, you're leading the league in rushing, but you get hurt next week, and who yeah. gives a shit? Who cares? Exactly, because we got playoffs that we need to get to. But he he, he survives this season. That's the question. Like, okay, Cook's healthy. He's good to go, and look how great he's doing. Right. There's two very different worlds that can go. Can go. Exactly. And and that's why I get good like Barkley, who... This is his first injury, so he's, he's got to get hurt again for me to really start questioning it again. Mm -hmm. His rookie season, he went off. Yeah, he did. He was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, number eight, James Conner. He had my top ten all planned out, thinking that Monday night game was going to be a uh, shit, shit show. But James Conner um, throws himself right in there at 23 carries, 145 yards and a touchdown. James Conner was absolutely awesome, and he looked like the James Conner from last year. From the first half of last year. Yeah, and then unfortunately he leaves the game in a sling. Um, after not doing anything this year, he does something finally and then goes in, out in a sling. So uh, you might not see James Conner around for the foreseeable future. You, this might be the only time you see him on this list. We don't know what his injury designation is, um, but uh, here we are, James Conner, down. <laughs> but he, he had a hell of a game, 145 yards. Um, it was just a great game for him all around. Number seven, I'm sure I'm going to get some flack for this one, but um, the, the touchdowns are the difference here. Um, my only quarterback on the list here, and 
in, in, the, in the losing effort, Daniel Jones, 28 for 41, 322 yards and four touchdowns. No, I, I don't, I'm not going to give you flack for it because Daniel Jones, he did it with no Sterling Shepard on the field. Um, he did have a lot more weapons than, than uh, he normally has, but I'm not going to give you flack for it. One of those touchdowns was a garbage time touchdown, um, sort of, in a way. In a way, but it's not, he, it's not like he played backups getting it. Right, right, right. He he, he got it. He, I mean, it was a good touchdown. Um, Dan Jones is a good player. Uh, I, I've been He's been making us eat our words all year. I think this is just a, a situation where he doesn't have a good team surrounding him. But, Dan, you know, Daniel Jones, has, he's been playing really well. And I think in the future he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. One of the He's probably going to be a premier pocket passer uh, moving forward. Maybe. May, I think he will be. So, because... This whole, we didn't talk about the news story. I'm gonna, I want to touch on it just for a second, though. Um, last draft, mm-hmm. two years ago. Yep. We laughed and hoot and hollered about how dumb Cleveland looked for um, Baker Mayfield. Yep. And at the beginning of the season, we both agreed we ate our words. Yep. But then now we're also back to square one a little bit. <laughs> um, this we're back to that whole that whole sophomore slump ordeal. Um. I'm just going to start holding on my opinions on quarterbacks being great until I see two seasons. <laughs> yeah, he, he could wind up being one of the, the, the premier pocket passers in this league if, if you know, he gets the proper weaponry and he gets a proper defense to that can get him off the field. And I mean, he's not, he doesn't have a good, the record doesn't reflect how well he's played. True. And, and I, I think it, it's true. And I also think the record doesn't reflect how badly he's had to deal with injuries from his teammates around him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's had a ton of them. So, I mean, I, I mean, Daniel Jones, to me, I, I I think he's a good quarterback. Number six, and who I who I believe right now is the best running back in the league. Um, off the bye week, so um, by default, I guess he has to be off the top ten. But he's back on this week. Christian McCaffrey, 155 yards, and scrimmage and a touchdown. And you just like him because he's short like you. That's it. That's the only reason you like him. <laughs> Am I wrong in saying he's a great running back? He's a great running back. He, you know, Christian McCaffrey. When he got picked up, they said he was going to be great. Um, people were, were, you know, making a lot of uh, uh, making a lot of hoopla about this guy, and and he he sat behind James Stewart one year, and um, then he came out hot. I mean, as soon as he he and I, Christian McCaffrey is a do it all kind of guy too. He's he's just like Saquon, where he can make catches out of the backfield, he can run out of the backfield. I like running backs who are like the Ezekiel Elliotts and the Dalvin Cooks of the world, who make a lot of plays out of the backfield. Um, they're not much for catching passes, but you know, like we had a guy who's 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 every bit of that um running back from the backfield, right? On top of taking the extra workload, right? I, I want to see what happens to Christian McCaffrey's workload when you know they actually get some players around him. Um, because right now he is all that offense has. I mean, if you really look at like like what they have, and uh, I mean, they, they hardly have crap for receivers. DJ Moore has underperformed. You, you don't have anything as far as receivers go. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is that offense, and that's it. Yes. So, I mean, it, it is something to... to he still leads that team in receptions. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the point. You know, that's it's, a little pat the back for me there. Yeah, I mean, that's the point, though, is, is that Christian McCaffrey is the offense. That's what he is. He is the offense. So I mean, I'm I'm like, man, okay, you know, like like I want to see what happens when it comes to uh, Christian McCaffrey getting other weapons on the field with him, and then we'll see how much his production dips if it does at all. It it won't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you mean to tell me that if if a uh, um, 
a big receiver, the caliber of like a Jerry Rice gets on the field there, that are, or that they go out and draft, say, Jerry Judy, that, that it's not going to change anything? Oh, no, that person will, will get some receptions, yeah. but you're not going to take away from from his running game. No, I don't think it'll take away he's from his running game. He's fighting for a leading league in the yards pretty close, and, and he's still getting stuff. Like, but but what I'm saying is is that, that his running game won't take a dip, but a lot of that production out of the backfield, those passes, those those little you know, uh, uh, check downs and stuff like that, and, and that's going to take a dip. I'm just saying there, there are teams with less receiver weapons than the Panthers doing less, and the Raymakes also doing less. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, to uh, agree with you. To me, um, and, 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 the, and I know you don't like the guy, but he's, he's, he's playing better this year than last year. To me, Panthers got two decent receivers in DJ Moore, who's having a way better year this year, and, and, and Curtis Samuel. I like Curtis Samuel better than I like DJ Moore. And DJ Moore's um he's got twice the production that Curtis Samuel's got. I, I think Curtis Samuel is is probably the better receiver. I think DJ Moore gets gets uh, uh DJ Moore got too much love um last season. I, I the, like when they were when they were talking about bringing him in. He got way too much love. Um people were were losing their heads about him and, and saying, "Oh, he's so good. He's so good." He had 700 yards last year. He only had two touchdowns last year. No, last year, I think most people were calling him a bust. Uh, yeah, I, I still think, he, I mean, you don't pick a guy that early and only have him put up 788 yards and, meh, okay. You know, I thought Calvin Ridley, I still think Calvin Ridley's a better guy that came out of that draft class. I mean, DJ Moore is kind of a, he's, he's not a red zone threat. barely had more yards than, than more last year. Oh, he's also competing with who? No, I, I, I understand. <laughs> He's competing with Julio Jones for touches. DJ Moore's over here not competing with what his big his big opposition on the other side of the field was what Devin Funchess. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I mean, he's he he really he was the target. He was supposed to be and the almost target. as many receptions as well. Yeah, he's supposed to be the target though. You know, I mean, at least Calvin Ridley as a number two receiver put up more yardage than DJ Moore. Could you imagine if Calvin Ridley was a number one? No, I I understand. I'm just not ready to say that um that um DJ Moore's um is a bust either because he hasn't had a, he, Newton hasn't been there been reliable either. I, Newton hasn't been reliable. I agree with that, but I I just I don't know. I I can't buy it. I just can't. I can't. I can't. You've heard that before. Anyway, number five. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray goes out and has another good game. 157 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. Latavius has been kind of an interesting little anomaly. He it's keep in mind this is two in a row, but. Who hasn't played? Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Alvin Kamara is not out there. Um, Latavius has played well though. He's played well in and I. New Orleans has a knack for getting a guy who's really like kind of a bruiser back that runs out of the backfield, and then you, they always have that one change of pace back. And I think after the Kamara injury, and we were talking about a potential durability issue in the off season when we were when we were talking about Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. being the number one, we were talking about whether or not he can be durable enough. To be the guy, and um, and he got hurt, and then he got hurt. So it be, and it was a lot of size issue, really, because Alvin Kamara is not a big running back; he's just not a big dude. So when you're talking about Latavius Murray, who actually is a big, turning his shoulder down kind of running back, a big downhill runner that can plow people over, you know that that's Latavius, and that's what Latavius has always been. So. I mean, I think, you know, they, they did the whole deal with Kamara being the change of pace back, and they had Mark Ingram. Now Latavius is going to be that, that you know, big behind, you know, the quarterback kind of guy, that behind center kind of guy, and, and Kamara is going to be that change of pace back moving forward. I think that's just the way it's going to wind up going there. 
Right, no, I agree. Yep. Come on, man. Get your life Number four. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. 118 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. Tevin Coleman was a monster in this game. Um, I don't know that I can legitimately look at Tevin Coleman and say, yes, this guy is a number one running back. But he did have one hell of a game mm -hmm. uh, against the Panthers, uh, an ailing defense that just has not been there. Um, Panthers defense is not the same Panthers defense that we used to see years ago. No. They are not. I mean, for, for years, we, we I mean, I remember a good five, six years there, we were talking about that Panthers defense like they were just the nastiest of the nasty. Uh, Captain Munerland was their big guy over there. Really, I... I don't know. I well, at the time that um, <clears throat> Keekley was young. Yeah, Keekley was young, and he got you know he got hot for that that bit there. And Keekley is still a great linebacker. Absolutely. But I, you know the the uh, Tevin Coleman. I do I look at Coleman like he's a number one running back? Eh, I don't know. But is Tevin Coleman very good? Yes. Is he a good filling guy? Yes. Does he get the job done? Yes. And he got it done in that game. I I like Tevin Coleman in this situation, and I think the Niners have been using him pretty effectively really recently. Well, I've been going back and forth, and him him and Breida have basically been like tied yeah. and they having good games, and they're fighting each other, and they're actually proven to be a good tandem. Yeah, and that's a, and when's the last time you saw that? It was it was D'Angelo Williams and James Stewart, which was a great one-two. Well, I, I would I would say more recently than that and, and go. Kamara and Ingram. Yeah, and but I mean, both having thousand yard seasons, and they, yeah. that was the last time you had a real tandem. Yeah, and this these guys have have torn and, it up. I, and I don't think they're 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 not going to break a thousand. They're not going to be as explosive as a Kamara Ingram, but but they've been they're, very they're, very they're, good. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been worth talking about. So they've they've had other back come in there too. Of uh, there's another guy that in San Fran as well, but. A couple guys have just come in and out a little bit. Was it? It's not Edo Smith. Edo Smith no. for Atlanta still. I, I can't think of his name. Oh, unless I'm thinking, unless I'm thinking um, Cardinals. Let me see here. Coleman, Mabrian. Oh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, Mostert. He's been yep. in and out there as well. Um, this game he didn't do much, but I mean, he's had a couple good games as well. Yep. And then you got the back-to-back uh, -back, uh, Iard McKinnon. <sighs> Jared McKinnon. God, just stay a change of pace, guy. You are not a number one running back. Uh, Cooper Cup, number three, seven receptions, 220 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup has come out hot the last couple of weeks here. Um, this is his second one in a row where he's had a monster game. Um, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Cooper Cup, man, and this guy's a number three. He's supposed mm -hmm. to be, anyway. He's supposed, he's supposed to, be to be the be. number three. Um, he gets all the looks. I think he's the more productive of any of those receivers. I think Robert Woods is really good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I just, eh. I think Cooper Cup is as a number three guy. He gets a lot of looks. Now he gets a lot of yards. I will say, it because Robert Woods and Cooks are both very good receivers as well. Absolutely, I think Cooper Cup benefits from that. Oh, I think for sure. He, I think he thrives in the slot role. Yeah. Um. He to me, you couldn't put him on. Uh, what team has just really bad? Denver. No, you come. And he, he. I don't think he can. I don't think he's designed to be a number one or be the only target. Yeah, he's designed to be a number three. The the last time uh, you saw Wes Welker at his best. Yeah, the this last, is what we're seeing right now in, in a Cooper Cup. You're, you're seeing a Wes Welker. You're seeing you know a, a great comparison is a Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar is a slot guy, mm -hmm. and and he I he think gets a lot he, of looks. he's better than Nelson Aguilar. I, I think I think right I'm, now I'm, I think you're talking about one of the best of the last decade type of slot players. Well, here's the thing about about it, and I think a lot of it is scheme. I think a lot of it comes down to scheme, and and those those Rams they love those three wide receiver sets, and they've got a really good old line over there. Um, but the scheme really is is 
a strong thing for them. I, I, I mean, they, they like those three wide receivers, those three out wide, or those two out wide with the one slot guy. They stick the tight end out there in a, in a blocking role. Ninety-nine and Everett's times not out of a bad tight end either. No, Everett's not bad, but they usually stick him out there as a blocking tight end. That's why it's so effective, and and it's working, especially when you got a, a receiver with great hands. And that's that's one big thing about Cooper Cup. He's got great hands. He's not the speediest guy out there, um, but he's got great hands. And and they they kind of stay off of him a little bit because and and they allow him to make those catches, and he's able to make them in traffic. Yeah, I I think he's going to go down as one of the. It's early, but he's he's on pace to be one of those better um, slot. He's the, he's the best slot corner in the league right now. <clears throat> I, he's, and, he's one of the best slot receivers in the league, but not only that, I think that, you know, even as a slot receiver, the way he plays, though, reminds me of Jordy Nelson for some reason. Yeah, like Jordy Nelson mixed with, like, Wes Welker. Just yep. less injury prone. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup got hurt last year. It wasn't really concussion-based. It was a different injury. But it was an ACL tear. Yeah, um, Wes Welker. I don't. I don't even, I'm not even sure his brain's attached to his body anymore. Yeah, no, no. It's just floating around. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Mike Evans. And I believe in back to back great game as well. Yeah. Um, We've been talking about and we talked about it earlier. How much of Jameis Winston's game is Mike Evans doing his job, or Chris Godwin doing his job? Evans and Godwin. And one back, has one game a great game. The other one has a bad game. One has one and game, really really bad. Yes. Well, okay. Forty yards. Let me put it this way: Was it bad, or did one player just blow up where the other guys got ignored? Right, and that's that's kind of where it goes. You you see that every. It's almost like every week we see that out of Tampa yeah. Bay. Godwin's been here a couple of times. Mike Evans been here a couple of times. times. Yep, and and they, it's been so hit or miss. And then there's those occasions where, like every now and then, you you get one that had 175 yards, and you know, the other guy he even had 98 yards. You know, I mean, it mm-hmm. it happens that way. So, I, to me, I, I think both these receivers are really great. I think with the right quarterback, they'll be able to get it done. I don't think Jameis Winston is the quarterback that they need. Um, and, and I think that Tampa Bay is probably going to be in the market for a quarterback um, when come draft time. I, I, and I don't think they're going to go do it in free agency, but come draft time, I think they're looking at quarterbacks. Very, very well possible. Mike Evans had the 11 receptions, 198 yards, two touchdowns. Another monster game. I think last week he was number one, actually. And I, he, was, he was number one somewhere. And he had tons of rack in this game. I know that for a fact. He had a ton of rack yards. I mean, he, he was getting it done. So great job by him. And number one, Aaron Jones. Which I believe he's number one a, 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 another time as well. Quite a few times he's been two, on this 226 list. yards through scrimmage and two touchdowns. He has been, uh, you know, like when Aaron Rodgers ran out of receivers because of all the injuries, Aaron Jones has been the guy. Yep. Packers are in the market for a receiver. I almost guarantee that. Devontae Adams has been hurt, you know, so much this year. I, I think the, the Packers are going to be not only in the market for a receiver, but I believe that they, they found a guy who is able to run effectively out of the backfield. That's the beautiful thing about about a guy like like uh, Aaron Jones is he can, he's kind of well, like, and it's coming out of nowhere because he was never great. <laughs> he was he was good. He had he had some some good shines there at random, yeah. but never consistently great. 80, 90 yards, but now he's really exploded into a great running back. He reminds me of Dorsey Levens. Honestly... I remember a certain co-host whose bold prediction was even though they won't make the playoffs, um, um, Adams will have the most receiving yards in the league. And Adams has been hurt. I mean, I, I think Adams, the way he was playing prior, he was playing really well before the injury, and he was on track for that. But right now, no, he's, he's not. And it's not even just been Adams. He's been hurt. Um, basically, the one through four have all been yep. playing musical. Ger- Geronimo Allison's been hurt. Valdez Scantling's been hurt. Devontae Adams has been hurt. I mean, 
the only people that have remained healthy that are viable targets are Aaron Jones and Jimmy Graham, and that's it. And now this and it's the, funny that Jimmy Graham has not done much. He hasn't really done much. That. He's been getting in the end zone. Jimmy Graham has gotten in the end zone quite a bit, but he, he hasn't been getting big yardage numbers. And that's the thing about Jimmy Graham. I, I, I mean, nobody's been able to utilize him the way the New Orleans Saints can. So, I mean, it's, it's eh, questionable. And uh, is, that, is that the end of the, that's, the that's, top that's ten? number one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Tyler. Then, then that, it's time. It's time for uh, another little segment we like to call Freytown's Forgotten Five. Freytown's Forgotten Five. You excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number five. Um, it's going to go to my boy, Stefan Diggs. Another great game. Th- third game in a row of North 140. Mm-hmm. Seven receptions, 143 yards. He's been getting it yep. done. Just, just with all the um, receiving the, the, the receiving juggernaut of the week we had this week, it was it was Oh, it was my tough. God. It was wild. But then the, he, he didn't even get done as much as number four did, Julio Jones. Ten receptions for 152. Um, on the day, and that was from a backup quarterback like Matt Schaub. I, I'm, I'm amazed with Julio Jones sometimes. Um, he's been having a down year, but he's still getting good yardage, and he's still he's still putting it up the way that Julio Jones does. Um, number three goes to Michael Thomas, 11 receptions. He didn't have as much yards as these guys. He only had 112, but he did get in the end zone, yes, so did. that's why he winds up in number three. Put points on the board. Generally, you're going to get a little bit higher. Um Number two, a guy that you left off your list, and I was a little surprised by it, but I'm going to talk about him anyway. Matt Stafford, 25 for 32, 342, three touchdowns. He did have a pick in that game. That's what kept him out of the number one spot is that one pick. That's what it came down to. That's, that's, that pick was the difference between him and uh, uh, Galladay. Yep, and, and Matt Stafford, he's had seven touchdowns in the last two games. He's been playing really well. This is probably one of his best years uh, stat-wise. His teammates haven't really stepped it up, and the defense has been bad. Um, Matt Stafford still getting it done this week. He got the W against the Giants, but I got to tell you, I'm not. I hate the Lions and I hate Matt Stafford, but I can't deny how great he's been in these last few games. Especially. Absolutely, he's the second time he's been on my Forgotten Five, and in a, uh, row. in a row. And number one goes to David Montgomery. Finally, just tears it loose. I'm surprised, um, but I'm not surprised because it was against the Chargers, whose defense is all banged up. Uh, Montgomery, 27 carries, 135 yards and a touchdown. He looks like a workhorse in that game. We'll see if he can continue that. But uh, David Montgomery, you know, we I was saying we, when we were talking about it that Tariq Cohen is a a um, a uh, change of pace guy and that he couldn't be a number one. And, and we were talking about that consistently. And it's been proven true. And it's been proven true. We've been saying they need to run Montgomery more. We've been saying that for weeks. They finally did it, and he puts up 135 yards. Even though they lose that game by a field goal, I think they found their running back guy. So Absolutely. he's the guy to, to pick it up after Jordan Howard. Um, the forgetful five, though, Tyler. And, oh, boy. And this is going to be fun. Number five, Frank Gore. Nine carries, 34 yards, and a yep. 3.8 average. He's there, but at the same time as old man Gore, I mean, he's, having, he's had a great season so far. Um, uh, 3.8 average is not good. No, it's a bad game. It's a bad but, game. But he's had a very good year for 40-some years old. Yeah. Or he is. But number four goes to Melvin Gordon. Eight carries, 32 yards, and a 3.9 average. Can his attitude be number one? Yeah, well, the the thing the thing that gets me, and, and this is why they're, they're positioned, because technically Gordon did have the worse average than Gordon. But here's my problem. For all the hoopla 
that came with Melvin Gordon over this whole season. Oh, he's not getting his contract and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, and then he gets ready to come back and, oh, the great Melvin Gordon is back. Well, here's Melvin Gordon for the second week in a row on my forgotten five, my forgetful five for a crappy performance. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, that's that's what it came down to. Melvin Gordon, eight carries, 32 yards. He's younger than Gore, and he's not doing as well as Gore. That's just a fact. Gore's had a few hundred-yard games this season. Yep. He's, he's playing with alien blood right now. Number three, another guy, and this gets even worse, the great Le'Veon Bell winds up on this list. Eight carries, 23 yards, 2.9 average. Wow. Horrible for Le'Veon Bell, of all people. Um, and the only reason that, that he's lower than, than the next guy is because the quantity of carries. He only had eight carries. Number two goes to Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman with 13 carries, only put up 39 yards. He had a three average. Really? Devontae Freeman of all people? I, I just, I don't understand it. But with all the running back stuff going on, there is one guy or one team that stunk, and that's a whole team, the Panthers' defense. They allowed 51 points against the San Francisco 49ers this week. Um, Awful. Just awful. Bad outing. It was awful. And uh, those that's your uh, forgetful five. Now, Tyler, we've got predictions. Do we have records here? Um, I don't got my sheet with me, but I I do remember I, I, I picked up two on you. Oh really? Um, so I'm 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 back one. Oh, you're down one. Okay, so I gotta really hunker down. Now we both took the Niners in the Thursday game. Yes. Uh, over the Cardinals, the Niners did beat the Cardinals on Thursday night football, twenty-eight twenty-five. Squeaked that one out. And now things are about to get a little nasty here, Tyler. Are you ready? It's gonna be interesting. All right. Well, here are your predictions for Week Nine in the NFL. We're gonna go ahead and start with the Houston Texans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going with the Texans. This one's from London. Uh, it's going to be 9.30 in the morning on Sunday. I'm going with the Texans on this one. All right. I need it. You're running with that Minshew mania? Is that your plan? I am. You're going to run with the Jags? Going with the Jags. Oh, okay. You got, you got our first difference maker there. Um, next up, you got the Bears and the Eagles. Eagles coming off the big win. Bears coming off the heartbreaker. I'm going with the Eagles on this one. I am going to Eagles as well. Yeah, I, I think the Bears are just going to continue that regression. They're going to have to recoup, and they're going to have to figure out what they're doing here. I'm going with the Bears. It's, uh, I'm sorry, with the Eagles here. Um, next up, this one is going to kind of – there's a lot of storylines here that come into play, okay? I don't believe Patrick Mahomes plays on Sunday. I don't need it. I don't think he plays. I'm going with the Vikings. If Patrick Mahomes was playing, I'd be taking the Chiefs here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do not think he's playing. I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. Now, understand, Vikings don't have Adam Thielen on the field either. It's not going to matter. It, but, well, they might not have anything. He's a list is questionable as well. I don't think he plays in this game. But I think the Vikings, if they're going to tear this one up, um, I'm going with the Vikings. Um, next up, you got the Colts and the Steelers. Um, I'm going with the Colts. I think this is a no-brainer. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, even without T.Y. Hilton, I think the Colts will wind up getting up here. Marlon Mack is going to have himself a game. Yeah, the no Hilton's a big deal there. Um, but that Colts defense has been playing weirdly well this year. They're holding has. teams to low-scoring games. Mason Rudolph, I don't think he puts the struggle that they just have with Miami, I just can't see it. No, I'm going to Colts even still. Yeah, still got to go with the Colts in this one. 
Um, next up, a toilet bowl game. You got the Jets and the Dolphins. Going with the Jets. I have to. You, you can't. You can't. You, you can't go with the Dolphins. So the Jets have averaged less yards and less points than the Dolphins this season. Yeah. So technically, the Dolphins are not the worst offense. The Jets are. Yeah. But the Jets have also spent five weeks with Luke Falk. We, we got to bear that in mind. I, I'm going with Darnold. I, I got to stick with Sam Darnold here and say that the Jets get it done. I agree. I'm going with the Jets, but... Even with even when Darnold's there, let's not talk. Let's not make it sound like the Jets were anything decent. <laughs> no, 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 they're not anything decent. But yeah, if it's, it, it, I, I understand it's a giant douche and a turd sandwich, but you, you got to pick one, you know. And I'm I'm going with the Jets. I'm just deciding whether or not the giant douche and a turd sandwich. Um, next up, you got the Redskins or the Bills. Bills. I'm going Bills. Um, Buffalo could make the playoffs this year, and it's it's looking like it. I got him in. It is increasingly getting closer and closer to that point where the Bills could wind up in the playoffs. And it's still looking good. Yeah, it is still looking good. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Bills on this one. Next up, you got the Titans and the Panthers. Panthers coming off the loss. Titans are um, Titans. They're so hit or miss. And Ryan Tannehill's been playing well in Mariota's absence, but I think the Titans will be in the market for a quarterback this offseason. I gotta go with the Panthers here. I think Christian McCaffrey gets it done. Um, it's hard to doubt McCaffrey. Um, he's in the field escape taking the other get the job done. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers on this one. That's that's where it's gonna go. This this will actually be a tough one, this next game here. The Lions and the Raiders. Um, two middle of the Rome type of teams. The Lions have been playing really good football. The Raiders have been very middle of the road. They've been getting some weird wins here and there. They're getting some weird production from certain players. Um, I'm gonna go with the Lions on this one. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the Lions. Uh, I, I hope the Raiders win, but I'm going with the Lions. I'm gonna take the Raiders here. I, I feel like the Raiders are, are a quite a bit better team than the Giants. Mm. And uh, granted, one touchdown came late, but I, I I think this game's gonna be much closer than that one was. I'm gonna go Raiders. Wow. There's the one big difference. Next big difference there. Uh, next up, you got the Bucks and the Seahawks. I think this one goes without question. I'm going with the Seahawks. 100. Um, James just can't get the ball out there um, effectively enough against that Seahawks defense that has been kind of like they just it's been it, you know a lot of teams talk about rebuilding. They've just been reloading, and um, yeah, the Seahawks are they're the uh, they, they're they've been the um the their defense has been the Red Wings of the NFL. Yeah, just like just enough to get by. Just enough to get by. That's that's what it is. I, I I look at the Seahawks and, and that's what I see. I see a team that that is they're like a turd that just won't flush. Yeah, honestly, there they are. Um, last but not or well, not last but not least. Next up, you got the Packers and the Chargers here. I'm going with the Pack. Um, yeah, I'm going with Packers as well. Chargers, Chargers are a mess. mess. Yeah, they're a mess. I'm I'm going with the Pack. Uh, next up, you got the uh, Browns and the Broncos. This one's kind of a crappy game. I. I'm going with the Browns, considering the Broncos have a junky backup quarterback out there. Um, and, and not because I'm I'm a big fan of Joe, but if um, if, if Flacco was here to starter and, and not a backup who's never played, I'd probably take the Broncos here. I'm honestly but, I would still go with the Browns, but I, I just I'm this this core this core can get eaten alive. He is. I'm, I'm going Browns. Yeah, you gotta go Browns this one. Next up, probably your game of the week: Sunday Night Football, Patriots and Ravens. Um. Your boys going up against the, the very tough Patriots team. 
I'm, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna put the ball in your court here. So, here's my thing. Um, Ravens come off a bye, and yep. I, it, it, I'm not saying it, it's a significant matter, but to me it matters a little bit. Ravens come off a bye, and also to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they're not gonna worry about traveling, so right. it's an extra whatever, and just, they're home, they're there, they get a chance to just really prepare for it. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, so I think that that adds a little bit to it. Yeah. I mean, game is already gonna be good. Um, this game's gonna be a game that could either gonna prove us right that the Patriots' defense is not all that, or it could also prove us wrong and, and they go in and shut down arguably the most different offense in the league. Right. And and then and then, and then we will say, holy crap, this is the best is, team yeah, in football. They're, they're, that's what we're looking at. Like they go and shut they go and shut out Ravens. Or beat them by three scores, and like okay, okay. Then then we can start talking about them as the best team in football. They've taken on crap thus far. I'll even say they beat the Ravens, but we, we're, we're talking about them being the best team in football. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's gonna be a good game, and because um, so a few weeks ago I picked against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did it twice. I did it the Seahawks. Yep. Um, and you got. You got burned on one. Burned on one. I got it right once. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride the fun here, and that uh, it's a close enough game that I'm not gonna look at. I played a few weeks ago. I was like an asshole picking the Ravens. Right. Because the Chiefs and it ended up being a really good game. Yeah. And they go and beat the Seahawks. Like, what's going on here? Is this Ravens doing something? And I, I, I could end up getting um slapped right in the face here, getting put back in, in place, but I'm. I'm starting to buy the hype because they're kind of backing up the hype right now. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go with the um not don't pick against your team in a big game matchup and a game that could really um set the stake of where they're gonna be and in, 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 they're gonna win the division. They already got a two game lead. They got two game lead on the Steelers. They got a three game lead. The only thing they can do it in the Browns. Yep. To me, if they're locked in at a playoff team, now you're talking about are they are they gonna be a team that, that ends up just getting just getting the getting in because they win the division, or can they be a team that locks in a bye? And this is a game that this could be a statement game. Yeah, this could be one of those games where it says, "Yes, we're we're at number one, number two seed." I'm gonna rock the Ravens. I'm gonna oppose you here. I figured. And I'm gonna go ahead and take the Patriots. I'm gonna give Tom Brady his due, and I'm gonna say he is one of the greatest of all time. He's not the greatest of all time, but he's one of the greatest of all time. He's top two. Um, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, anyway. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Patriots. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady and ride that wave. And last but not least, Monday Night Football. Now it's the last but not least. Uh, you got the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. I don't think Danny Dimes stands a chance in this situation. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys. Got to roll with it. He just has good games. He's got to have his off game here, so the Cowboys are going to run away with this one. Not to mention the Cowboys offense versus that troubled Giants defense. Um, I, I think the Cowboys are just going to have a blast in this one. So I'm going with Cowboys. And uh, those are your predictions. For uh, week nine. nine in the NFL, I keep forgetting what week it is. Week nine. Week nine. It gets weird because uh, all the bye weeks. Just the bye, so yeah. one team have games and. So uh, that's your predictions for week nine, ladies and gentlemen. That's our show, Tyler. It's been real, but uh, we're gonna be signing off for this week, and uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to get our uh, our studio all set up there. Get your life together. Yeah, come on, man. I'm trying to get everything together and get our studio moving. I'm trying to set everything up real nice. Get it together. Get it, get it done. Uh, quick shout out to our um, our uh, 
sponsors over there at It's Your Time Massage. Uh, you can check Amanda's massages out at IYTMassage.com. You can uh, book an appointment online. You can also check her out on Facebook at It's Your Time Massage. Uh, she's a tremendous massage therapist. I highly recommend uh, anybody to come out to IYT Massage. It's your time. It's your time, Tyler. Go get a massage. What? It's your time. Um, shout out to Paul Crum for uh, all the help he's been giving us, getting uh, some of our, our sound effects and different musics and things of that nature. Paul, you're an all-star. Thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Alex Steele for being amazing, getting those sports breaks in lately. He's been an all-star as well. And uh, Tyler, that's all we got. So, um, yeah. You got anything else? No. No? Wow. Jeez. Well, thank you so much for listening, folks. And we will see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com. <laughs>